the Fred heads are playing <laughs> for like a good four people. Or yeah, what? five people. Five. I'll have you know, they played <laughs> they played a gig for their five friends, and that was probably the biggest gig they ever played. Yeah. Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 23-year-old actor and filmmaker. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 script on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. My favorite song from the 80s is You Make My Dreams Come True by Holland Oates, released in 1980. You like just got there. What? Like 1980. Like, yeah, I know. Right right? I, wrote, I looked it up and I was just like, please, 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 cool. Just at the cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 29 year old writer and TV critic from beautiful post apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be t- found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And my favorite song from the 80s is Straight Up by Paul Abdul. released i think it was 1988 like the year before i was born i want to say i had i went through a paula abdul phase as a teenager again great sign that i was gay but didn't see that one coming yes you were right (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that song's 30 years old i don't know how i feel about that anyway and today we are lucky enough to have our good buddy Sam here to talk with us. Just kills me, pal. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, okay. My name is Samantha Coley. I'm a 26-year-old writer and communication specialist in sunny pre-apocalyptic Washington, D.C. I'm a senior writer and the social media specialist at Telltale TV. I like over 40s OTPs and making playlists. I'm on Twitter at SamKCC, where you can find me yelling about television and fangirling middle-aged actresses. My favorite song from the 80s is going to surprise everyone because I didn't pick Toto by Africa. <gasps> what Africa the hell? By Toto. <laughs> I literally looked that up for you. What the heck? <sighs> okay, well, go off. What is it then? Which is also 1982, because I also looked it up uh, just now. But... I'm going to go with In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel, 1986. I hate this. I hate this. We picked Africa by Toto for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm we sorry. We were like, oh, we already know what Sam's 80s song's going to be. Wonderwall is released in 1995, so I couldn't choose that. I wanted to choose your favorite song for you. I'm sorry. I, I mentioned it. Yeah, that's okay. I got honorable <laughs> mention. It is honorable mention. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Forgiven, forgiven. I feel like I've over... Like, I love that song so much, but I feel like I've overstated my love for it, and mm. that I'm becoming predictable. So I had to oh my throw God. everybody off. That's like saying I've overstated my love for Guy Fieri. The limit does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> I just also wanted to shout out that song. All right, fair enough. Thanks. Sam, thank yes. you so much for joining us on the pod today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Do you have any idea why we asked you to come on? Um... Because you love me and I don't shut up about uh, Alice Cooper ever. Great. I mean, she's right. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that why? Yeah, sure. No, it's we were going to give you a car. <laughs> but now since oh, that, since you chose great. that, then that's yeah, fine. Yeah, you, you, you picked the wrong thing, so you don't get a car now. Yeah. Great. Now we're all screwed. Yeah. Now I get the car. <laughs> 
Today we have words to say about episode 304 of Riverdale, The Midnight Club. So at The Midnight Club, okay, here's the thing, is that Midnight Club, not The Midnight Club, but Midnight Club is a 1933 American pre-code crime drama about a gang of London jewel thieves infiltrated by an undercover agent, but more likely it's probably just a reference to The Breakfast Club. Um... Which, if you haven't seen, well, what are you doing? Yeah, it's 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 a formative <laughs> part of being a millennial is yeah. seeing The Breakfast Club. Yeah, I literally rewatched it like two weeks ago. If you haven't seen The Breakfast Club, I feel like it's kind of required reading for this episode. You know, like there's yeah. a lot that they took straight from The Breakfast Club, um, but they don't often do things where they take titles and like like all of Riverdale's titles are just titles of movies. Movies, you yeah. know, so like. I don't know. It's just weird that they did that. It's, but it's like at the same time, it makes perfect sense because the episode is sort of an like fish out of water mm. episode too. Like it doesn't fit with the rest of the show. Right. And Sam, you were. It kind of like turns it on its head too, because the breakfast club were there mostly just during the day. And then this became a thing they did at night. Right. So plus it sounds. Did they ever eat breakfast, breakfast in the breakfast club? No, I don't know why they're called that actually. Yeah. But Sam, we also both talked about how it could be a reference to the Midnight Society. Mm-hmm. I don't really know much about that, though. Do you? Uh, nope. It was a result of Time Hop. <laughs> yeah, it's like from something. Oh, what's Frick? What's the show even? I literally have no it, idea what the Midnight is this Society our is. Chat history. The Midnight. I was Society. gonna look it up, and then I was like, Robin will look it up, so I don't. have It's to. from Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> yeah, That's there the, you go. Unfortunately, I had never watched that show. Um, it just came up on our time hop, um, and we thought it might be a reference to that too. So there you go. Could be a reference to that. I'm just going to Google why. You never watched Are You Afraid of the Dark? I didn't either. I loved it. It it went until 96 and I was one years old when it ended. So it's called reruns, Barbara. I would have been four years old. So why is the breakfast club? All right. Well, I'm done with speaking to people who are younger than me. Why is the breakfast club called the breakfast club? Yes. I'd like to know, please. The breakfast club nickname. I love you even though you're old. Sorry. Go ahead. Breakfast club nickname basically invented by students and staff for detention at New Trier High School. The school attended by the son of one of John Hughes' friends. Thus, those who were sent to detention were designated members of the breakfast club. Oh, that's kind of cute. He's personal reference. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. It became a movie. I like that. Dope. I mean, I have more questions as to why they called them that in real life then, but whatever. Go off, I guess. Um, yeah. We have some thoughts from listeners, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, do you want to read the first one and I'll read the second one? Yeah, sure. Cool. Okay, so our first one comes from Angie, who is Shumer Karisu. Karisu? Yeah, sure. On uh, <laughs> Twitter. Um, she's from Puerto Vallarta and she says, you guys are totally right regarding the lack of Spanish speakers in the speakers in the writer's room. But personally, I hate being called Mija. I believe it's not regularly used among people of social status at the lodges anyway. So thank you. Vindication. Vindication. They do sound absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) Vindication. Um, so thank you so much to Angie for giving us her insights. It's important to have uh, not just us. Yeah. Which is another reason why we have the lovely Sam. So I now am having a thought that it wouldn't be used as someone of the social status of the lodges, but now we know Hermione was not once always of the lodge social status. So maybe yeah. it's a holdover from... Yeah. I feel like Hiram calls her that more often than Hermione does at this point, oh, though. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. Oh, God, I don't know. But Hiram does it because he's, like, condescending and, like... 
Oh, ew! I hate You're it. right. Okay. We also had another one from our friend Megan Strain on SoundCloud. I had given her homework two episodes ago, <laughs> asking her why in the heck she likes Archie. I support her. Yeah. So here's what she said. I've been trying to think of a satisfying answer to why I like Archie, but I can't. <laughs> I just think he's a cool dude who makes dumb decisions most of the time. In an over-the-top show like that. Riverdale, Archie is the most relatable and realistic of them all. When everyone else is solving murders and running around in the woods when they shouldn't be, Archie is alone in his room playing guitar completely unbothered. I stand a boring boy. It doesn't get better than that. Love you guys. This season is going to be amazing. That's such a you fair answer. That's completely valid. Yeah. Like, that actually makes me hate Archie a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've just always found Archie boring, but now I'm like... Maybe boring is good, mm. but he's not boring in the endearing way that Fred Andrews is boring. Right. That's exactly. Fair. You know what I mean? Fred Andrews is wholesome. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly Archie what Archie Andrews is. is like a hot mess. <laughs> he's he's garbage wholesome. Yeah. But that's fair. I like that. That's totally fair. We all have our trash sons yeah. and it's okay. Yeah. So guys, toot or boot? Um, shoot. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give this a shoot. Yeah. I'm going to give it a shoot as well. Is this our first Riverdale shoot? Yeah, I'm sure it is. (laughs) Take notes, people who make Riverdale. This is what we want to see. (laughs) The episode where we see none of the regular characters, unless it's like for five seconds in between shots. This is is the episode we like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All Parentdale, all the time. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, so before we get started, I just wanted to talk a little bit about what we wish we'd have seen. Like, I know that we had a lot of different theories as to what we were going to see in this episode. Mm -hmm. And obviously they can't fit every single thing that we want, which is another reason to have an episode on another episode like this. Um, maybe every season. I don't know. I'm just saying things. Mm -hmm. But, um, (laughs) what do you wish we would have seen that we did not see this, this episode? Alice and FB being serpents together. That was, like, my biggest thing is I always assumed that they were serpents at the same time. Yeah. And the fact that they weren't, I was like, I don't, that was part of, like, my headcanon about them. Yeah. And they they were never serpents at the same time. Yeah, they, like, literally, like, flipped at the exact same time. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. They don't, that Which history I'm, changed. I'm curious if, as to if that's, like, a editing fault of, like, the storytelling happened that, like, she wrapped it all up like this and it didn't all happen quite that quickly. Or uh, uh-huh. is this like a continuity thing or is like my brain just wrong? I think it's that uh, our brains I, I are agree. just wrong. Well, like they flip over and even if it doesn't happen quite at the same time, if they are, they happen to be serpents together at some point. They've both gone through a trauma mm-hmm. in which they're trying to uh, um, avoid each other. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It was just like always part of like my assumption about Alice and FP that they were serpents Mm -hmm. or like because fp was obviously they like still obviously grew up together because they both grew up on the south side yeah it's just he didn't officially become a serpent i guess until after she was not a serpent and they didn't like each other very much but they have matching tattoos but everyone does not like theirs it's true (laughs) one of the things that i really wanted to see is that in the first three episodes, we got the information that Moose's dad was in RROTC with Keller. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was going to be like a thing that they were going to show, but Moose, Major Mason wasn't even in the episode. Oh, yeah. I also would have liked to see Amelia again, because we have met Midge's mom as well. Plus, where was Mary? 
Where was Mary? Did she even... Because we know that she went to Riverdale High. Yeah. (laughs) Did they just, like, decide Mary wasn't in their group because they didn't have an actress to play... Molly Ringwald? No, well, that doesn't make sense because they got people to play young Hiram and stuff. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And young Hal. Dumb. Yeah. And I have... I know that I've talked about this before, but I have a new thought on that as soon as we get there. Oh, okay. Well, Sam, did you have anything else you wanted to see? I don't know. I guess just, like, FP and Alice being serpents together and... Like, just some more clarity about the timeline of everything. Yeah. Because I feel like this gave me some clarity and then also, like, changed things that I thought I knew. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, 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 I feel like I need a conspiracy theory board for the whole thing. <laughs> like, I know that which this episode was about the Midnight Club, but I would have liked, like, like... Basically, when Alice is telling it, she's kind of, like, glossing over, like, oh, and then suddenly me and FP are together, and then suddenly Fred and Hermione are together, and I'm interested in the courting of that relationship, you know? But when it's a memory that's so far back, you don't really think about, like, the details. The thing that just popped into my brain is I wanted to see more of FP and Fred being best friends. Yeah, they said they were best friends. Like, didn't really look like they were. And I I don't know. I was really satisfied with, like, the little seeds of their friendship in this. You think? Yeah, it was, like, it was in little things, like, when Fred volunteered to, like, go with him to streak, and then, like, later when they're, like, all moving closer, Fred gives him half his sandwich because FB doesn't have a lunch oh, because yeah. he has <laughs> parents, and just, like, little things like that. I was just like, this is wholesome. My other problem, though, is that they seemed in season two, or even, actually, I believe it was in season one, they were talking about how they were kind of best friends all throughout high school, when it seems like it... It's in their junior year that they become friends, and they're only friends for a couple months, and then they all go apart again. You know what and I mean? also, when did Alice steal the bus? Yeah, she's supposed to have stolen a bus <laughs> and set a dumpster on fire. So, I we need to expand this, like, six months that they're friends, and, like, go through the entire thing of it, so I know all the details of their lives. Listen, there's a reason why the Marauders fanfiction is the most popular Harry Potter fanfiction. And also, this can't even have been yep. six months that they're friends. This was more like six weeks because you can track it by Alice's pregnancy. It was only four Saturdays. Yeah, so it's it like, like they were... Yeah, but they started but they started going beyond Saturdays. Oh, right, I guess that's true. I mean, they started going beyond Saturdays, but it still can't have been very long because Alice had no... Right. Like, she was still wearing the crop tops and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like, I I was trying to track it the entire time, being like, oh, okay, I'll be able to, like, tell the progress of how far we are in the timeline by how pregnant Alice is. And she just, like... How long did... How long did she date Hal before she told him she was Exactly. Pregnant? Yes, that's another question I have. The timelines are totally off, and it seems like in season two, Hal is being like, oh, I guess I sort of suspected that Chick wasn't my son or whatever. But, like, dude, if it's... If she got, cause as like either Hal can't do math at <laughs> all, or as far as I know, and I don't know if I know that much about this, but as far as I know, a pregnancy test doesn't even test positive until like a bit in. I think it's like, oh, you know what? She could have like I feel like Alice had no intention to change from like being a bad girl until she got pregnant, and until and then after the Midnight Club ended, and I feel like it's potentially possible that she could have like very quickly slept with Hal and tried to like yeah that's what I was thinking as well this makes me sad actually and then and then like she like expected him to like do something about it and he just tried to get her to have that is so sad which 
Their marriage is super depressing. It's just like, it's, it's terrible because she probably was just like, actually, you know what? This baby needs a better father than F.P. Jones. I think I'll choose this guy who yeah. seems like he'd be a good father. And, and then Hal shows wasn't. up and is just like, I don't want it. Exactly. Ugh. Garbage. Hal Cooper is the worst. All right, also, Alice think... is kind of also the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but we Yeah, I would like die for her. She's the worst, but I'd die for her. <laughs> I think we'll do some more topic exactly. talking once we actually get in there. So why don't we get started here? Okay. All right. So, uh, in the beginning monologue with Jughead, he's saying that Griffins and Gargoyles was like a virus, and it seems like every time that some, that one is taken, two more popped up, right? Um, cheerleaders are playing it, football players are playing it, ROTC is playing it, everybody. I know how to find out who the Gargoyle King is. Tell me. Just go to Kinko's and see who's printing off all these copies. <laughs> Just go to Kinko's. <laughs> go to Staples and be like, hey, what's up? Like, have you been printing off manuals of this thing? They'll be like, oh, Yeah! <laughs> That was Byron over there. And everyone's like, who are you? And he's like, I don't know either. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, that was Hal Cooper. Again. <laughs> no, no, no. He's in jail. <laughs> At a left field, it's um the the weird twin. Which weird? Oh, Claudius. Claudius. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. He's not what even it, here. What if it is Claudius? They've forgotten about Claudius. They're like, Clifford is here. They fully. But did they. For- did they already have a weird child bride for Claudius? Like, what? Guys, literally. Claudius might have been gone by then. No, because that was when they were like. Older. Weren't they twins? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're twins. I know they're twins, but I was just thinking about them in high school and not yeah. little. Anyway, Claudius questions. I'm throwing it out there now. Claudius is the Gargoyle King. Okay. Okay. There it is. Brittany Ca- is calling that Claudius is the Gargoyle King. I can't wait to be right. <laughs> <laughs> My question about, like, everybody suddenly becoming obsessed with this game is, like, is it really plausible that everyone would become obsessed with knockoff Dungeons and Dragons? No! Like, every person in an entire school? Not until Hermione comes like, in really? and says, hey, this is banned now. Yeah, and now, then it's like, oh, exactly. okay, yeah. Then I think that's when it would happen. Yeah. So, yeah. great segue, Hermione comes to class and tells everyone it's banned now. <laughs> One thing that I noticed is that there's a Romeo and Juliet poster on the wall of the classroom as well as an Oscar Wilde poster, but I'm more interested in the Romeo and Juliet aspect because at the very end of the episode, um, Alice calls Sierra and Tom Romeo and Juliet. Oh, oh wow, that hurts my feelings. So there actually. you go, that might be a thing. Um, but the people in class include Jughead, Betty, Reggie, Cheryl, Kevin, Josie, and Veronica. Um, and Jughead is out here speaking completely out of turn, didn't even put up his hand, but whatever, that's Jughead. <laughs> and he and Hermione is basically confirming that the game is what killed Ben and Dilton. Like, wh- womp womp. What's the one way to get kids interested in something that you don't want them interested in? Is there not a game that's called like Blue Whale or something that got really popular where kids would That's like what die? Nerve, that movie Nerve was based off of. Oh, I love that movie. Wait, really? Yeah, it was based off of Blue Whale. It was like this viral challenge game where someone was your game master mm-hmm. and would text you instructions for dares until you got to the final one, which was die. Yeah. And like people would yes. like do it. Yeah. Two girls died playing the game. Yeah. Wow. So. Tis a thing that happens. Um, <clears throat> but I think it's Betty who asks her, like, oh, well, how did they even get the game? And Hermione says, oh, like, we don't know yet. And she really doesn't. No. She doesn't. And she basically says, listen, all we know is that this is being targeted. Like, the game is, like, specifically targeted at dummies like you guys. <clears throat> like, she literally is just, like, young, impressionable minds like yours. <laughs> like, she's literally <laughs> like, you guys are morons, so that's why I'm here talking to you. <laughs> she could not have set them up to play that game even more. Yeah. You're all idiots. 
and you shouldn't play this game. And it's like, well, I'm not stupid. I'm going to play this game. And it's like, that's exactly what, that's why she called you idiot, an yeah. idiot. That's why. That's what I thought yeah. you'd say, you dumb freaking horse. Exactly. And it's like, oh, that's what I thought you'd say, you dumb freaking horse. <laughs> um, and so Reggie's just like, haha, challenge accepted. And I'm like, has your father not talked to you about this? Your father was playing the game, heck and Marty. Also, Marty and Melinda, Mantle, Eminem. I love them. Oh, I and love she, it. Um, and so Cheryl st- is like, hello, actually, some of us aren't stupid. And Hermione's like, most, though. <laughs> Cheryl's like, um, actually, as a representative of the gays here, my girlfriend and I are much smarter than everyone else. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> um, but she's saying that this game, like, specifically fosters terrible things and then just, like, gets you all the way to violence. Like, it specifically does that. It's like and the so internet now- does that, too. And so now it's banned. <laughs> Saws. Um, and she says that you guys can all go talk to Mrs. Burble if you want. So Mrs. Burble was talked about at the very beginning of season two. She's the guidance counselor. How the hell do you remember these things? <laughs> um, because at the beginning of season two, we got brand new Reggie and he came up to Archie and Archie was looking, since Fred had just been shot, he was looking into the guidance counselor's room and Reggie said, well, you trying to come see Mrs. Burble? Okay. Your memory terrifies me. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but to remind everybody... Mrs. Burble, this is what's in the Wikipedia article. The most recent counselor of Riverdale High, like her predecessors, this African-American woman is bothered by the student's silly career ideas, but always manages to keep her cool about it, and it never affects her health. (laughs) Originally called Miss Burble, but in Tales of Riverdale 1, she was called Mrs. Burble, implying that she has since married, but has the same last name, (laughs) I guess. I don't know. Uh, Mrs. Burble is a gay icon. Anyway, shout out to Ms. Burble. Before we get too far away from it, what... Should Hermione have done differently, though? Mm. Like, I know banning it just, like, fanned the flames, but, like, if you were in her position, like, how would you have approached the, like, approaching crisis? I would have literally told the absolute truth is the end result of this game, like, I would literally would have, like, laid out the rules, which is, hey... At the end of this game, people choose whether or not to die. So if you play this game, play it responsibly, don't do the thing where you die. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, you either either preach abstinence or you teach kids about safe sex. Mm. It's the same thing. You have to teach them how to play it safely because they're going to play it no matter what. And the more boring you make it sound, the less interested they're going to be in it. That's a really good metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. Or analogy, yeah. I suppose. Thank you. Um, what about you, Sam? Uh, I had no answer. I just wanted to ask the question. Oh, okay. Well, Brittany gave us an answer. I do that stuff all the time. I'm just like, I have a thought. I don't have a thought of my own, but yeah. I want to hear other people's thoughts. <laughs> um, uh, Kevin also has a crisis hotline, um, uh, but uh, it, he's only there after school. Even though it's, she says it's 24 hours, but he's <laughs> only there after school. Why would you put a teenager in charge yeah. of that? Why is this Kevin? Did he do something? Like, is it because he's ROTC? Is it because he's doing this for his, like, college application? If so, he doesn't seem that pumped about it. Um, Is he doing this for community service? Did he do something wrong? Like, I don't know. But also, like, (laughs) there must be other people there because it wouldn't be 24 hours if someone, like, called the hotline and Kevin was like, hi, I'm in math class. Can you? And then just hang up on them. (laughs) And they're like, oh, okay. I'm actually, like, two rows behind you. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sad. Help. Um, Just people to, like... Put your phones away. I'm texting the help one. I'm texting the help Oh my god, that'd be such a good way to get away with it. Why do you have your phone out? Um, I'm in crisis right now. (laughs) I sat two seats away from Dilton once. Um, I'm traumatized. (laughs) (laughs) Why put a professional mental health, like, person or a mental health professional in charge of it when you could put Kevin in charge of it? Yeah. Yeah. And basically Hermione's like, please stay away from it. And everyone's like, got it. So we won't. 
Um, and of course, Veronica has the right idea. She comes up to Betty and says, doesn't my mom know that banning something always makes it more interesting? Um, Veronica says she's not going to be playing because she has made Fibes's 20 under 20. Oh so that's God. not Forbes, that's Fibes. And Forbes, I think, is 30 under 30, which makes way more sense. Right. Because you don't do anything before that's you're 20. That's so true. I was trying to, uh, the Parkland student, um, I was that's trying true. to figure out okay. what Fibes is was... Like the Riverdale equivalent of Forbes. Duh. Yeah. That was a dumb name. They've come up with better names and that one was dumb and I didn't like it. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Bughead also isn't playing because they need to figure out their parents first. But of course, Jughead jumped the freaking gun on that one. I mean, Um, I feel like it's really obvious that their parents um, are special friends. (laughs) Yeah. But special friends. I guess they're like, you know, for two like teen investigators, they're not very good at looking at their own relationships. They're like, why are our parents always in the same house? Every time we come home, they're there. I don't get it. Like, literally together. Literally, Bughead went to Betty's house, and FP was, like, there. And then they, like, literally, after the speakeasy, went to Jughead's house, and they were both there. And they're like, hmm, <laughs> I, this doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Could, it's like, what could they be hiding? And it's, it's like, hanging out. Oh my God. y'all really are that dumb, huh? <laughs> so, uh, Dr. Like, Hurdle Jr. Which is even, even, like, more dumb, because they, Betty knows now. That, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Her mom had a crush on FP. That's so true. Ugh. I wonder how long it's going to take them to actually find out that their parents are, like, a thing. Too long. Wait, 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 wait. Did Betty know that FP and Alice had a baby? I think Alice... I think she knows now. Why was that not made a big deal of? I don't... I think, I think she knows that her... That Chick wasn't her dad's, but I don't think she knows specifically that he's FP. But in this episode... Well, Chick wasn't anybody. But in oh. this episode... Like Alice says, I was oh, yeah, pregnant so now with she FP's does know. baby. Yeah, totally. And Betty doesn't say a thing. She's more scandalized by Hermione and Fred. Yeah, or no, I feel- uh, Alice and Fred. But yeah, Alice. And That's Fred. what I meant. Yeah, I feel like it's because she already suspected anyway. When Alice last season was like, wait, because Betty was like, is Chick FP's? And then she was like, no, no. And then it was like, mm, but yes. <laughs> but now in this one, she's so- like, I totally lied. Okay, I accept that explanation. <laughs> yeah. I know that the reality is that the writers forgot that Betty didn't know, mm. but I like this explanation yeah. for yeah. it. Um, so Dr. Curdle Jr. calls. I love that he's not like, hi, I'm Dr. Curdle. He's like, I have to let everyone know that I'm not my father. Hello, I am Dr. Curdle Jr. Even though we're exactly the same, I am not my father. Where is his father? He died. Although- I know, but like- I miss- I miss- I'm just- I'm just- suspicious. Sorry, we did a physical thing. Yeah, we, we, we just looked that. at each other like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um. <laughs> I- I miss Colonel Senior because he would call um, my preferred Cooper. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he's like, "Hello, is this Alice Cooper Junior?" She's like, "Yes, yes, it it is." <laughs> Alice Stop, Cooper Jr. Alice Cooper Junior. and Forsyth oh, Pendleton the third. I love it. Oh my gosh, uh, I have questions about that. Okay, continuing on. So, Dr. Curdle Jr. calls, and everyone's just like, hello, is this Dr. Curdle? And he's like, please, Dr. Curdle was my father. Call me Dr. Curdle Jr. <laughs> um, and he's like, are you alone? And she's like, yes, of course, except I'm totally, absolutely not. And so she puts it on speakerphone. And I put yeah. you on speakerphone. I'm sorry, but usually you can tell when you're on speakerphone. Yeah, you can suddenly hear sounds you shouldn't right? be hearing. Yeah, like we talked to somebody on speakerphone that we should not have been talking to on speakerphone yesterday. Well, yeah, but we had to do shady things. Yeah, so <laughs> he's like, hey, 
So I found some stuff for you. Uh-huh. And she's like, dope. And so there, she's going to go get it. Um, So she goes up to her mom and her mom's like, excuse me, I'm trying to do my affirmations, but go off, Ugh, I guess. I'm tired of the farm. <laughs> and she's like, oh, Dr. Take Curdle me. Jr. said that this garbage was familiar. And guess what, Beach? It happened before. Somebody so, died with blue lips, Beach. Spill. So... When Dr. Curdle Jr.'s dad, you know, Dr. Curdle, um, was the coroner. <laughs> okay, wait, first of all, his dad was the coroner when this happened. And so he's like, this sounds familiar. So I guess his dad comes home and it's just like, y'all gotta hear about the dead this body murder I looked at today. You. Like, how does he remember this? I don't know. Either way. Y'all, for real though, th- he probably did do that. Yeah. Probably like, you guys gotta hear about the dead body I saw today. Yeah. Oh my God, I had blue lips. That was crazy. But also now I'm like, was he, was Dr. Curdle Jr., he seems to be a little bit younger than Alice, but like older than Betty. So I wonder if he was like also maybe in school. I don't know. I'm just making things up about Dr. Curdle Jr. that no one really cares about. Are you headcanoning about Dr. Curdle Jr.? <laughs> a little bit. He was probably a freshman. Yeah. Um, so they're like, hey, so we know you played and somebody else died. So tell the story. And she's like, hey, okay, I'll tell you the story. And she's like, whoa, also, actually. Uh, I loved that. Like a little part of me was like, oh, Alice is looking at uh, an autopsy report again. Maybe this will lure her back out of the cult. Yeah. Ugh. A lack. A lack a day. It's like, come back to me, you crazy bitch. <laughs> and so she's like, you know what? You deserve to know the truth. It's for your protection. And Betty's like, dope. See, now I thought it would take at least a glass of wine to get that out of Alice. Right. <laughs> She's really come so far. I love I love that she immediately was immediately was like, okay, I'll tell you. And then suddenly they have tea and cookies. And I'm like, did they pause to bake cookies and make tea and then settle in on the couch? Because I How dare you assume that Alice didn't bake those cookies on Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> she bakes cookies every day, probably. I mean, let's be honest. Exactly. Exactly. She had those cookies ready to go. <laughs> But, like, I'm, I just like envisioning that they're fresh-baked cookies because those are the most delicious. All right. Fair. Thank you. Okay. So y'all know that I have complained about this before, and I will not do it again. Today's the last day that I will complain about this, <laughs> that they have casted just their regular people rather than new actors, mm-hmm. and I think it's better for them to give new actors more... Um, opportunities mm-hmm. and i know that Brittany uh thinks it was a good idea for reasons and we've already talked about it before mm-hmm. um i don't know your thoughts sam but i have more complaints about it <laughs> i am of two minds and none of them are Kay. that they should have had new actors okay here's my thing if they had framed this as if this was betty imagination betty's imagination inserting her friends into it to make sense for of it for herself, I would be okay with it being them. But it's weird because it's fully Alice's actual memory. No, and that's what I don't like about it. I disagree. Because okay. I think it's Alice is narrating it, but I think Betty is envisioning it. Right. And that totally makes sense. And it would make sense if they had made that more clear. I think you could ar- argue either and be right. It was okay. satisfying to me. My other thing is just that, like... After this episode, I have found and looking at like present day Penelope, I have no, I have no extra um, empathy for her. I when I look at when I hear about what she's talking about in this episode, I'm like, oh, that's too bad for Cheryl. Yeah, I, I, I like this is the I am having a really hard time taking what happened in this episode and actually applying it to the characters we know. I'm sorry. Well, because. In the case of Penelope especially, it's cool motive still murder. Yeah. Like, it's like, yes, oh my god, you had trauma. Oh my god, I do feel really bad for that past girl. But what she chose to do with that trauma 
then injured her child. Mm -hmm. Like, the homophobic nonsense. Like, she sent her child to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, despite knowing that she was sold, basically, from the Sisters of Quiet Mercy into what basically accounts to, like... Child slavery. Child. Yeah. Well, not slavery, but, like, a child marriage. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, it's, it's, I feel bad for Penelope in this episode. Mm -hmm. Overall, even though it does explain why Penelope is the way she is, it does not justify any of it. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is that it's just, like, looking at Allison FP in this episode, I'm not, I don't ship them. It's just Lillian Cole. It's just Bughead. Do I ship Bughead? Sure. But not as much as I ship Snake Barons. All I see is Bughead. Yeah, no, I don't see, yeah, that was my problem as well. I don't see FP and Alice. I don't see Hermione and Fred either. All I see is Varchi. Yeah. I'm ha- th- that's just a problem I, I had about it. I'm, this episode's still a shoot. Yeah. But, you know, this is just problems I had about it. I, yeah. Like, they cast new actors for Hal, a new actor for Hiram. Obviously, it was Mark's son, which, and he looks just like him. So if they could have cast people like that for everything, then then I'd be able to make more sense of the actually being those characters rather than being characters I already know. I don't know. I personally disagree. I mean, okay. just for me. I think... Yeah. Because, like, I thought they all did really well in, like, changing their body language and, like, mm-hmm. the way that they spoke. Like, I feel like Cole even lowered his voice. He and, did. You could tell. Like, just little things like that. Um, and, like, the the different attitudes and, like, energies that they all had came across cost really well for me. Um, mm-hmm. My thing... <laughs> Every time Robin has mentioned lately that she would have rather them like had new actors, I it got in my brain that I would have rather I would have enjoyed it more, even though this is utterly ridiculous, and I already enjoyed it an immense amount. Uh, I would have even enjoyed it more if they had had the adults just dress like they were when they were teenagers and play. The oh whole my god! Thing I would have loved that. That would have been better. You can you can age people down like yeah. that. Yep. You can. They have, it's they not have, like any of those actors look their ages. Exactly. They have 20-year-olds, sometimes 30-year-olds playing high school students. Mm-hmm. They could have done yeah. it. And then, and then I would have been able to. I would have loved to see Natalie Bolt do right? this. If Natalie Bolt had oh, played Penelope, she would have been great. then I would have been like, oh my gosh. And I would have been able to connect Penelope to Penelope. Yeah. But in this, it was just it was just Cheryl, Cheryl. looking innocent. Yeah, and that's know. not Madeline's fault. No, no of course no. not. No, she was fantastic. I honestly, Madeline was probably one of my favorite. Madeline and KJ, I think, were the ones who had the best transformations. Yeah. I don't know. I loved um, Lily's and um, Ashley's the best. Mm. Really? I mean, like, I feel like KJ looked the most like his like young friend. Yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah, if you look like look at a picture of young Luke Perry, they look just the same, totally. Yeah, but I feel like um, body language wise and like mannerisms, I feel like Ashley did like really, really well. Um, yeah, I don't feel like I was paying enough attention to her now. I was like surprised in just her facial expressions were like so much more mm. like Sierra than like uh, Josie to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she held herself far more stiffly and like. Like, but also kind of, like, rebelliously. Like, Josie's not like that. Josie's, like, a softer sort of energy, but Sierra's, like, a force of nature. And it it was just, yeah. And, like, I think, and Cole did a really good job in, like, especially his body language and, like, the way he stood and, like, the way he kept messing with his hair was very FP. But Mm. still... My my dream for this episode would have been all of the adult actors playing themselves. Just hard agree. Hard hard mesh agree. Mesh and torn jeans and leather and whatever. Yeah. That's my ideal now yeah. as well. <laughs> totally. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. So moving, moving on. Um, we're going into the flashback. It is also their junior year. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Um, Sam, actually, have you Wait done... Wait a minute. What? Didn't Alice tell Hal that she was pregnant at prom where they were crowned prom king and queen? Yeah. In Wouldn't that be their senior year? Was, wasn't that homecoming? Homecoming, ju- junior homecoming? Well, that okay, doesn't home, fit at all. Homecoming, homecoming happens in the fall. If this happened in the spring of their junior year, then she could have been, like, four months pregnant at homecoming. Okay. Okay. But also, timelines, like, timelines. Okay, um, anyway. Yeah. Sam, have you done research on, I've no, I've seen you talk about it, so that's why I'm asking, but have you done research on this theory that uh, the kids are just reliving their parents' lives? Um, I haven't really done research on it, but I've been, like, constantly thinking about it. Okay, do you um, want to talk a little bit about that? I mean, I don't have any, like, clear outlined theories or anything, but when they were doing, like, Secrets and Sins and stuff, I was yeah. sitting there like, oh no, is Fred gonna get sick? And then, um, right, right. And just like little things about how like the relationships have lined up and how the parents are still kind of interested in each other, but then the kids are like with the parent, I mean, with the child of the parent that the, that their parent was with. And, um, I don't know. It's like, like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't have any, if they are living the, their life, their parents' lives over and over or not even necessarily over and over again. If it's just happening this one time, then right. I wonder if it's the Gargoyle Kings doing potentially because Ooh, they never be finished their game. Ooh, oh, like, like Jumanji, yeah, or something like that. I like that a lot. So I don't know, maybe. And like, like I feel like there's probably not much validity to this theory, and it probably won't like pan out in the show at all. But like, it's cool to think about like them all sort of being trapped or drawn into Riverdale somehow Mm -hmm. um and like Riverdale itself being in some kind of weird loop um which if it is the game in this theory then that would make sense why Mary is both gone in the present time like able to leave or whatever oh and because she didn't play so Hermione and Hiram have been like lured back to Riverdale by the game Gladys also left yep yeah Cause she wasn't there. Hmm. Wow. Eee! Okay, cool. I'm excited about it. That's wild. <laughs> but also, I'm just like, I have like feelings in my heart for Daryl Doily, whose <laughs> son died playing this game that he was the game master for. Before. And see, you know? I... And we've never even met him. No, my, until now. My entire that. feeling about Daryl is, did he do it? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Because... No, is he, is he the way that they got it? Because... But also, but also when, I don't know if I should bring this up now or when we get to it in like the narrative, but when he like goes up to tell um, Penelope that she did a good job, um, she's like, I didn't set this up. I thought you did. And he Mm -hmm. just like walks away. He doesn't say I didn't do it. He just walked off. I can't remember. And we might, I might get there in my notes, but oh wait, no, no, no. Cause I'm thinking like who got rid of the manuals? Alice. Oh, I have that too burned one and then i think it was penelope who penelope threw, it threw the other in the sweet water because i was thinking if daryl was supposed to get rid of the one of the manuals ooh, because that's how dilton would have gotten it you know if right. he hadn't gotten rid of it but well alice said that they were all burning them no no there were only two no, the original ones yeah so what alice said she, what no. alice said was one got thrown in Sweetwater river and one was burned yes so maybe one just never got 
thrown in Sweetwater River. I guess. And then that's Penelope's That's issue. on Penelope then. Yeah. But which then- would make sense because Alice would definitely burn it. Yeah. Which is also why she and FP burned it. Ooh. But Penelope have- was like about it. Like she was like the game master. This was like her big thing, right? But she then- ha- She could have made a copy. But then how did- how did it not start with Cheryl? How did Dilton Doyle get it? Exactly. Like, was, like, one day, what if, because, like, she and Daryl were the game masters, right? They were the game masters. See, they kind of had, like, a bond like this. So I yeah. wonder if she didn't want to get rid of it, and she's like, you know what? I can't do it, Daryl. You should do it. I don't know. I'm just making things up. No, that makes sense. Or, or I'm just thinking, if Daryl is behind the whole thing the whole time, mm-hmm. he just orchestrated it and, like, did it this time through his son right ouch oh that's upsetting but also what if he's like he's the one who has one of the manuals because clearly he had one and penelope had one Uh so if penelope's like i'll get rid of mine slash oh alice you get rid of this one and then daryl was like you know what penelope that's okay i'll get rid of it or yeah i don't know i don't know but like uh, no i have this i'll have this thought when we get to it because like i have thoughts about sweetwater river okay i also have thoughts about like how the all all the okay cool I feel yeah. like it's okay that we're totally going out of order because we're going chronologically, and then once we get there, we'll and already. It, talk it's about really it. like all like sort of mashed together anyway. Um, did you find that anything? While Brittany's in the bathroom, did you find mm-hmm. that anything from Sabrina? Since you have seen it all, and we have not, because we're lazy and uh, make mistakes. Um, did you find that anything in this episode was relevant to Sabrina? Um, I binged Sabrina on like one weekend, and. Parts of it are, like, blurry. Yeah. Nothing, like, jumped out at me as being, like, specific to that storyline. Okay. There are a few Easter eggs in Sabrina for people who like Riverdale. um, And they're very clearly set in the same, like, era. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like this season of, the first season of Sabrina, I feel like is set between season two and season three of Riverdale. Okay, cool. That would make sense. Right, because, I don't know if people know this, but Ben. ben yeah, Ben's alive. Ben is alive yeah, in Sabrina. Um, just, so like, I, once, but. And everyone's like, like who's makes, Ben? Yeah. And see, that's what makes me feel like it's set between the two um, seasons. Or Greendale is, like, an afterlife, and Ben oh. is in the afterlife, Still delivering pizzas. How many jobs has this man had? But then also, the thing thing that Ben, like, he delivers a pizza to a character called Madam Satan, Mm -hmm. and she feasts on male flesh. So it seems like... Wow, just like Grundy, cute. Oh, bye! Someone save me. But, no, hers is not like, like, she's not there to, like, do gross She's there for the misandry, not the pedophilia. Okay. Yeah. God, she's valid. But but it seems like it's implied that she, like, zombie eats his brain, kind of. Oh. Like, because she has him come inside. Oh, And I'm like, man. is she gonna murder him? He's but then he's murdered. But then he survives to play the game. But he's already dead. Is that part... I mean, I don't think that they interlock this much, but, like, for a second I was just like, oh, is that, but, like, how he got the... Is this how he got brainwashed in the... Blah, blah? No, that's genuinely what I started wondering, because yeah. if, like, she did something to him... Oh. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It's... Yeah. Okay, going back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alice <laughs> says that she also has dope hair and no friends. So, same. Oh. Same. Wow. 
Mood. We say while all talking to each other. Actually, I had a lot of friends in terrible hair. Um, I did not have good hair because I was like too lazy in high school to use a curling iron. So what I would do is at night I would put it up in a really messy bun. And then in the morning I would let it out. And however like gross the kinks were, I would put a shit ton of hairspray in it and then go to school. And it was like, oh yeah, I have like beachy wavy hair. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You can imagine how well that went. I didn't have good hair that either. for me. Yeah. Um, cool. So now she's going to take a pregnancy test at school for some reason. Well, where else would it be safest to take it? Yeah, at school, it could be it anyone. Yeah. yeah. So uh, then Hermione's like, oh my god, hi. <laughs> she's like, Hermione, go to church. <laughs> Freaking knocking on the door of her stall. Like, um, privacy? Question mark? Mind your business in the bathroom. And honestly. also, like, since when can you open a bathroom stall, A, from the outside, and B, why does it swing outward? Bathroom stalls swing inward. Mm-hmm. Which sometimes... Although, only... no, some, a lot of them swing outward. And they hit people when you come out. Oh, yeah, you're right. I prefer that they swing outward because sometimes if it opens inward, then you're, and you have, like, a backpack if you're at the airport. Yeah. it's, like, a pain to get through the door. Yep. Now we're just talking about bathroom logistics. Okay, that's fair. Um, we're valid. But Alice has a serpent jacket on. She has the circle logo, though, yep. which means that she's not one of the royalties. She's um, a Tony, if you will. A Tony, indeed. And she's like, oh, it's probably just a false positive. And Sierra's like, well, that only happens 3% of the time. And they're like, shut up, Sierra. And okay. I'm like, Sierra, why do you know that? <laughs> I know Sierra that they- is a know-it-all, obviously. I know that they need to clarify who everybody is. But name, like, doing this is kind of clunky, the way that they're naming them. Oh, yeah, because it's like, shut up, Sierra. Yeah, shut up, Sierra. Yeah, whatever, Penelope. Oh, my gosh, Hermione, you should be in church. You know, like, oh, my God, Fred Andrews, is that you? You know, it's like they know, like, you know the people, right? It's usually when you, like, do screenwriting, like, classes and stuff, they tell you not to do that. And I understand why they are, because they don't have time to, but still. Carrie Fisher always said the mark of a bad screenwriter is if... They, uh, if a character ends up repeating the name of a person over and over and over again, mm. which was the biggest roast I'd ever heard. It only came up awkward to me once, mm. um, which was the second time that Penelope says Alice's name. And I'm like, you just said it two seconds ago. Why do you have to say it again? I, when I see my friends, not necessarily, they're not friends, obviously, but when I see my friends, I don't, like, when Brittany picks me up at the airport, I don't say, oh, hello, Brittany Ray. I don't, yeah. usually I don't even say yeah, hey, Brittany. I mean, it would just be like, hey, idiot. It'd be weird for me to say, hey, Brittany. Hello, Brittany. How Hello, are you Brittany. today? You know, it's just <laughs> weird. You don't talk to your friends like that. No. Know. Even you're like, like, they've done it before in season one. They're like, Alice Cooper. But that's different. Yeah, because that's more mocking condescending. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, Josie, sorry, Sierra. <laughs> this is a problem. It's a problem. Sierra and this is, is why we have everyone's name. Sierra's drawing end apartheid on the mirror. Oh, we love her queen. We like she's just she's a queen. She knows everything. You don't know what apartheid is, do you? Yes. Okay, just checking. <laughs> um, but you were saying when we were watching it like uh live, you were saying after we saw like the Gargoyle King's writings on the mirror, you said Sierra was writing on the mirror before. Do you yeah. think that's a clue? I think it might be a red herring. Yeah. But I definitely think there's like something that the viewer was sort of meant to make some kind of connection. Cause like, why would you write on the mirror with lipstick twice in one episode and yeah. not connect those two moments? Well, this one was definitely lipstick. Do we know the other one was lipstick or was that blood? 
The Chamber of Secrets has I, been opened. Ooh, enemies of the air, beware. I fully didn't put those two together, so I guess I'm dumb. No, yeah, but that's what that. this podcast is for. <laughs> for all the dumb, just kidding. <laughs> Impressionable like you dummies. Anyway. I'm, the, I'm the dumb dummy. You are the yeah, dumb dummy. Like if it's going to be anyone. So uh, I have thoughts about the flip for your fate writing, but I'll do that when we get to it. Okay, sounds good. Um, so Alice is bringing up that FP blew her off for some vixen he's screwing. Hmm. Gladys FP, question mark? You. <gasps> Ew, probably. Oh. You think? Would Gladys have been a vixen? I don't know. I'm just... That's the only person that we also know he's been in a relationship with, so that's why. But it, she could just be some random. Yeah. So they're like, oh my god, F.P. Jones. And she's like, oh my god, you guys, shut up. And so Penelope comes in, and she's a bit of a dork, and I love her. Man. Team Penel- I stand Team Penelope. Adult Penelope can choke. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, agree. That's the truth. That's why I wanted to see it be actual Penelope. Yeah. Like, the little hall monitor thing that she had on her coat mm-hmm. was, like, such a great <laughs> little, like, nerdy touch. Best dancing moves? Like, hello. Oh, um, I would die for her dancing moves. Iconic. Those were a character all of themselves. She's a hall monitor. She has braces, which are adorable. Yeah. And she's already wearing brooches. Oh. I love her. Iconic. Anyway. And so she's like, oh, were you born with that mouth or did your mom teach you because your mom sucks? (laughs) And everyone's like, (laughs) Kate, if someone had said that to me, I would have been like, that was a really lame burn. Yeah. It wasn't even that good. Well, I think that's part of the point because Penelope is like, a socially awkward nerd. Yeah, yeah. She, like, later she's gonna be in the shower and she's gonna be like, damn it, I should have said. It's relatable. <laughs> okay, me? Yeah. But also, I love that the minute she says it, like, the happiness on Alice's face mm-hmm. after she, like, grabs her, I'm yeah. like, oh my god, you are an agent of chaos. Yeah. You yeah. and FP truly do belong together. Mm-hmm. I also love that this is, like, clearly such a direct callback to the time she slapped her in the face in season one. Oh my gosh, totally! <gasps> I totally didn't even think about that. I can't remember like, exactly what episode that is. It's like I think 105, it's, 106? I think it's 5, yeah. I think it's yeah. 5. It's the Taste of Riverdale or whatever. Yes, there are a lot of callbacks to 105 and 110 specifically. Oh my yeah. god, the yeah. Parentdale detailing. I have one for uh, Hermione and Penelope, but I'll get to that one later. But I just okay. loved that it was like... Uh, like, it was so... It was even blocked similarly, like the yeah. way that Penelope slaps Alice. Like Alice doesn't slap Penelope in the in season one, but yeah, it was great. Right. I love that this is like a thing that they do periodically <laughs> through their lives now. I like that like they didn't throw punches. Yeah, because like Alice, freeze, though. Alice was using it as like a therapeutic like outlet. Like yeah. Alice was all pent up and she was like, "I'm gonna beat the shit out of this girl," but she didn't throw a punch. Uh-huh. Like because they should have both had bruises. Yeah, so right. like. Obviously, Penelope doesn't know how to fight, and Alice was like, I'm gonna mess with her. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now we have Marty Mantle. Oh. Um, and it's bulldog tradition that you have to go streaking. Can I Since, say well, that I love his sunglasses? Yes. Yes, you may say that, for sure. <laughs> but I guess it's bulldog tradition for, like, most of the sports teams, because you also do it on the baseball team, I guess. But did they, have they well, done that in um, the future? I don't, I don't think so. It would be yeah. bu- it would be bulldog tradition no matter the sport because the mascot is the same across yeah. sports. Actually, in the I'm reading the first volume of the Riverdale comics right now, and they are doing like hazing for the football team. Oh, so I mean it's not canon in the show, but I don't know. Okay. Um, but something that I noticed that I think everybody noticed is that FP literally has gum all the time. <laughs> 
like, yes. I can't name one scene where he doesn't have gum. Listen, he's just really concerned about having good breath because you never know when a makeout moment is about to happen. I'm sorry, but like if I'm... Well, you never know when Alice Cooper is going to show up on your doorstep and then suddenly you spit your gum out. <gasps> yeah, exactly. Tea. But, I don't know, I feel like if I'm chewing gum for like half an hour, I'm like, my jaw's tired. I gotta go. Oh yeah, he's you know? he, but he's been doing it for a while, so a he's while. like a pro yeah, gum chewer okay. now. <laughs> um, And he's like, oh, I can't, my arm's in a cast. Which clearly he's been using as an excuse for like everything. <laughs> like goes, doesn't goes do. to PE. Oh, I can't. I can't do this. My arms in a cast. Oh, I can't take class notes. My my arms in a cast. He's trying to find something positive, but what happened to him? Yeah. Yep. And he's like, I guess what I can do is I can use this as an excuse. Stop. I'm actually having like FP feelings about like how he lost the ability to do that like later Ugh. in life. So I really hate you. Don't make me cool. sad about FP because I'm always <laughs> sad about FP. Yeah. Ugh. Um, and so he's, so he literally says, like, no, I'm not gonna do it. I wouldn't do it. Me neither. Ew. As if. Ew. And Fred is like, hey, I'll, I'll do it with you. And I'm like, oh my god, Fred Scythe is living? I'm like, I'm and sitting also- here, I'm like, did Fred have a crush on FP? Question Snaps. Mark? Snaps. Do it. Who cares? Let's go. I mean, we do have confirmation of, like, potentially bisexual Archie in the next episode, so. Also, it. I like that I have previously headcanoned, like, FP, Alice, and Fred being, like, a thing together briefly, but, like, yes. and now this episode oh, is yeah. like, here you go. <laughs> here you go. And I'm just like, okay, I didn't actually ask for this, I just thought about it once, but thank you, question mark. Um, and so he's like, oh, Fred, like, you're not even on the team, you don't even have to do that. And I'm like, okay, well, then why are you in the locker room? <laughs> like, why the rest of the baseball the team room? isn't here. Uh, why are you here? Is this supposed to be during the school day, like, the girls' fight is, or is this supposed to be, like, after-school football practice? I was under the impression that it was after-school, like, when cheerleading practice is on, because the hallways are empty. See, Oh, I figured it was during school, like, during P.E. My brain said it was during P.E. because the girls were in the bathroom at the same time. Like, my brain thought that, like, this was all happening concurrently, not that it just, like, happened the same week and that's why they ended up in detention. I don't know. Storytelling tricks. Yeah. Well, what have you. Whatever. Whatever somebody, whatever, whatever works. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, he says the baseball team made him do it last year and and he got him cred with the girls. (laughs) Can't relate, but whatever. And he's like, if you're fast enough, it'll just see a blur. (laughs) That was, I genuinely like, I thought that was funny. It was so funny. I guess that's true. Welcome to detention. Oh, thank you. I haven't been here in a while. Um, <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall is here. Amazing. So we didn't recognize him. So uh, when the name started coming up on the bottom for guest stars, I was like, oh my God, Anthony Michael Hall. And it took us till the end of the episode to yeah. realize who the that heck Anthony, was Anthony Michael, Michael Hall was Oh my was God. <laughs> Because he doesn't look like himself. Yeah. If anybody's confused, Anthony Michael Hall was in The Breakfast Club with Molly Ringwald. He is, like, iconic for Molly Ringwald, John Hughes movies. Yes. Well, he was also in, um... 16 Candles. Thank you. 16 Candles, yeah. So, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so exciting! And then I... Then neither of us fully recognized him. Yeah, we, like... (laughs) We we biffed that one so bad. We were like, is that... Like, because we were waiting. We were like, oh my god, when's Anthony Michael Hall arriving? And then I was like... (laughs) 
I was like, wait a minute. Well, Robin was like, should I look up who he plays? And I was like, no, because you'll spoil it. And then yeah. I was like, what if I just Google what Anthony Michael Hall looks like? And I Googled it and I was like, wow, we're stupid. Oh my God. <laughs> did you did you know that's what he looks like, Sam? Because we had no idea. He totally looks different. Yeah, I feel like I've seen him in something else since then. Oh, okay. And also I knew that that's who he was playing. Like my thing is, it's just like, if you look at pictures of my dad when he was like Anthony Michael Hall's age- Breakfast Club. Yeah, you can recognize them. You could. They, yeah. the, they look like the same person. Molly Ringwald totally looks like the same person, right? I find Anthony Michael Hall to look completely different. I completely agree. That's why I was thrown. You know what? I agree with that. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, that's also because, like, I feel like he was... I don't know if the math actually checks out for this, but he, like, looked younger than they did a little in those movies. Yeah, he fully did. Oh, fully, yes, absolutely. Because he was, like the lanky little teenager and now he's like a fully grown adult like, man man yeah because some people like their glow-ups leave them a little unrecognizable like i don't think i look the same as like my like middle school pictures no but we would recognize you yeah you'd probably still be able to tell like, oh i'm just an idea at this point i'm not even like a person Yeah, but like people like kylie jenner <clears throat> they look completely different yeah, but that's plastic surgery. Yeah, which yeah. is different. Yeah. Um, anyway, Anthony Michael Hall is here. He's playing Principal Featherhead, which is a name. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, that's it, that's certainly a name. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this name. It's, it's something. Like, I feel like they were just like, okay, Weatherby, Featherhead. Do something that rhymes with weather and then an object. <laughs> okay, what's upsetting is I think you literally just nailed how they named him. Yeah. They're like, haha, featherhead, lol. Wait, I'm just gonna Google really quickly. Um, Wait, what? What is this? Featherhead fur affinity. I'm clicking on this. No, Brittany, stop! Furry! Ah! Stop it! What is it? It's stop! It is furries. It's furries. It's furries. Okay, anyway, we're not talking about furries right now. I hated this journey that we went on. Stop, Brittany. (laughs) I want to unsee what I just saw. I want to unsee what I just saw. Okay, anyway, we've all made mistakes here. Uh, so, uh, basically, Alice's narration is saying that they were strangers more than friends at that point, and then they just have, like, the best possible title card. Like, what made them decide to do that? I don't yo, know. Yo, that was, like, some Clarissa explains it all, Yeah, like, title card. That made it. me so happy. That reminded me of my childhood. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, there were eight hours, six people. Breakfast Club, however, was nine hours with five people. I checked. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So we know. Okay. Okay. Um, we traded an hour Smith. for a person. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Alice Smith, the bad girl. Uh, I would die Hermione for her. Gomez, the rebelling Catholic. Penelope Blossom, the teacher's pet. <laughs> Fred Andrews, the artist athlete. <laughs> Sierra Samuels, the political animal. That's the only good title. Forsyth Pendleton Jones Jr., the ladies man kate when she when alice cooper says bmoc i almost lost my crap when i watched it the second time big man on campus i had to sit there and think about what it meant because i was like wait big man on campus all-american athlete stud muffin oh my god she used the phrase she's such a mom alice cooper control your thirst challenge she can't she literally cannot has at any point other than fred being like yes we had a band it was called the fred heads at any point said that, like, he was into music. Because here's no. the thing is, like, for Archie was like, it's not my dream, Dad. It's 
or like it's not yeah it's not my dream dad it's yours i want to go into like you think you think a musician would encourage his son's musical which he did but like at the wrong time like if if this was also if fred's whole thing was also troy bolton yeah then when his son decides to be troy bolton should he not be like yeah i did it i did both yeah. You should do both, too. I mean, obviously, he didn't end up doing both, and but still. you'd think he would encourage him more to do the musical thing, considering he had to choose between the two. Yeah. yeah. Like, that retcon of whatever, like, his backstory was, I was like, yeah, okay. I didn't really get yeah, that. Yeah, there was some some retconning here that I was like, question mark, um, are you just doing this because it lines up weird? But that- I think they were just doing it because they're like, how do we get KJ to sing? But that would also- <laughs> yeah. Right. But that would also feed into- I don't know, it just, it, it's just weird because, like, they've already established that they have the Fred heads, but then season one mm. is just weird because then Fred's actions don't make sense. Did they actually, like, was this them forming the Fred heads? Because if so, and it was only a month, or and what? That, like, I don't think so. They had actual, like, labeled drums and yeah. everything. Yeah, I think the Fred heads already existed, but it wasn't normally them it was like fred in a different group except fp i guess yeah because fp had brought it up but i have a question about like part of me wants to believe that like alice and the fred and hermione were also in the fred which is exactly what the archies are in comics yep okay i have a question about fp okay clearly forsyth pendleton jones the first Mm -hmm. named his son after himself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. people do that Yeah. yeah But Forsyth Pendleton Jones the first was a freaking garbage father. So why did Forsyth Pendleton Jones the second <laughs> name his son Forsyth <gasps> Pendleton Jones the third? What an absolutely fantastic question we will never get the answer to. Why would he do that? I mean, obviously it's like, because that's what his name is in the comics. They didn't get to choose that he was a bad dad. But still, it's a question I have. I feel like it's like a tradition thing. Like, I wonder if I, like, no, that's not, that's not, Yeah. No, never mind. Yeah, because like it, my, that wouldn't make sense. Because my dad is Thomas Allen Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, well, if I had been a boy, would my name have been Thomas Allen? And then I was like, nope, because my mom told me what my name would have been if I was a boy, and it wasn't that. So I have no explanation for this. Yeah, long-winded story. Plus, like my whole thing is like, <laughs> why would you want to name your kid after yourself in the first place? Right. Ask Lorelai Gilmore. Kate, but she was a legend. That's true. Well, I guess yeah. F.B. Jones is kind of a legend, too. So he was Wait. like, I'm going to reclaim the name and make cool reclaim people have the name. it. Wait, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So, Lor- Wait, Rory is named after Lorelai? Yeah, Rory's her name, name is Lorelai Gilmore. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's in the first episode. I haven't watched any of the episodes. Oh, Sam. Uh, it's a life happier show. today. It, it is a long show. But if you're ever like, I'm having a bad day, sit and watch some Gilmore Girls, man. <laughs> It'll bring you joy. One day. I watched too much Gilmore Girls and killed it for myself. Mm. Can't relate. I didn't. But I like the idea of him reclaiming the name. Because there's yeah. a difference between it being like, hello, it is I, King George Seventh, or whatever. <laughs> my, or whatever. Yeah. And like, my son now needs to be called King George Eighth because there's been seven of us. Yeah, <laughs> you can't break the tradition. You know, rather than him being like, there's been two of us, I guess we'll make it a third. Like now it's- it Right probably- around four they could have stopped, but yeah. they didn't. I feel like Jughead is now going to be like, if I have a son, I guess I have to name him. Well, actually, it's Jughead, so he's like, you know what? I don't give a crap. His name is Skippy. I don't. You care. know what? I read a fan fiction where Betty and a fan fiction Jughead have a baby. Just the one. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and they name it Forsyth Pendleton Jones the Fourth, and Alice is like, 
Good God, why? <laughs> I'm Alice! Um, okay, sorry, um, bringing it back. Alice is saying that FP was, you know, different back then. He was still trying to be, he's trying to be something else, but he is still, like, trouble, obviously. Wait, I- um, And she said that- I feel like uh, I have to clarify that this was a Snake Parents fanfic, and I- don't read Bughead fanfiction. Thank you. Oh, carry on. Okay. Yeah, I was no, a little bit like, I, I knew that you were reading it, but I was like, other people were. I was like, I, I need to make my my name clear You gotta save here. your reputation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and she's saying that she was tough, but not around FP, oh. and she hated him, but she wanted him, and Betty's like, okay, that's that's enough. Betty's like, ew, that- I get it, but you can stop. Like, this fueled so much of my, like, I'm very easy to please as a snake parent shipper. Like, yes, yeah. that's that, that phrase, that, that was line enough. alone just like fueled my, like, oh, great. I have 75 new headcanons now. Thank you. <laughs> Especially great. since, like, at the same time, she is now also still dating FP. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, I wanted him so bad. And I still do. And, and I also I still him. do. Yeah. And then I got him. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> It um, took me, like, 20 years. Yeah, but I got there eventually. So here they are taking, like, right from Breakfast Club, which, yeah. question mark, maybe, like, just came out recently, and that's why they're taking it from it? Probably. Maybe? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, hey, you look like that kid from the Breakfast Club was old. <laughs> Principal Featherhead is like, shh, no. He's like, shut <laughs> up, man. <laughs> hey, that girl from the Breakfast Club looks like my mom. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> if if Archie was like, What? Um, Is my mom Molly Ringwald? Yeah. I'm confused. So he's like, hey, no talking. You can't do anything. What you have to do is you have to write an essay that is a thousand words. And they're all like, oh, man. Listen, a thousand words is not that many words. For eight hours, get that done in the first hour. Hang on, hang on. Alexa, what's 1,000 divided by 240? 1,000 divided by 240 rounds to 4.167. That's like barely a Twitter thread. That's like four tweets. Like four or five tweets. It's five tweets. It's less than five tweets. I could write that. I write that regularly. Yeah. Have About you guys heard, nothing. Listen, our friend Claire wrote a friends thread. <laughs> it was a hundred tweets it was long. Hundred tweets. I love that she's had two viral threads threads since then. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, what what are your interests in life? Like, I can take you down three branches here. <laughs> yeah. One can be, do you enjoy friends? Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy dead fish? Or do you enjoy Rebel Wilson, the white feminist, being taken down mm. because she was being racist? I Any one of those things you can go to, and Claire will have a viral thing, a thing about it, you know? I feel like it's a personality test of, like, where do you know Claire from? <laughs> Is it which of these friends? <laughs> yeah. We were the OG Claire Sands. That's at Claire Willett on Twitter. Feel free to go follow her. There will be stories (laughs) that you will enjoy. Also, fun fact, we have the Friends frame on our door. We do. We're looking at it right now. I love it. Isn't that so cool of us? Anyway. It's super cute and adorable of us. What I noticed about this is that Fred, Penelope, and Hermione are the only ones who are actually writing the essay. (laughs) I mean, duh. And uh, Alice is busy committing vandalism. I would be doodling. I would not be writing. Although, I'm surprised Sierra didn't do it. Like, I know she seemed, like, shocked and upset that she had to do work. Maybe she was thinking about what to write next. Um, but... (laughs) Me whenever I have to do my job. (laughs) Shocked and upset. Tommy comes to see Sierra, 
And this is another thing. I don't see Tom Keller. I just see Kevin. Yeah. Also, yesterday- I don't know. I fully saw Tom Keller because he was just like- He had so much more swagger than he does when he's Kevin. He did. He's just, he was just being Casey. Oh, true. Did you know Casey is not gay? I looked that up last night. <laughs> My um, favorite Casey moment- is from when they were at Comic-Con this year and they were doing that game where they like guessed who was kissing on Riverdale. And Brittany literally talked about this yesterday. Go off. <laughs> and Machen was like mad because Marisol and uh, what's who plays Fred have kissed. And <laughs> uh, Luke. She like, and Alice hasn't gotten to kiss FP yet. And then Casey just goes, uh, well, Kevin is always down to kiss moms. And I was like, you know what? Oh, yeah! Kevin. He did say that. He did say that. So he comes and he brings her pops and he fully says, I love you in front of everybody. Okay, and then like local gossip Fred Andrews is like, (laughs) oh my God, Sierra. And I'm like, God, you're valid, Fred. I love him. But Fred is just like, listen, we've been going to the same school since kindergarten. Why don't we know anything about each other? And Penelope's like, because clicks don't cross-pollinate. Have you, haven't you seen Heathers? I feel like, and I'm like, what the hell? This was not my high school experience. What the click? There was, like, everyone had, like, clubs, but, like, there was no popularity tiers. Um, I feel like we had clicks, but they were all equally, like, popular. Like, we didn't have, we definitely had clicks and, like, they didn't blend that much, yeah. but. I wouldn't call what we had at our high school a cl- clicks. No. I would just call them friend groups. Yeah, friend and groups. And I know some people say that they don't have, that they're not, that they're the same thing, but I I would say that clicks are more, um. There was no popular person in our school. No. Yeah. We didn't have, like, people who everyone knew and they were popular and stuff. It was just, like, everyone minded their own business. Yeah. <laughs> So then they're going to play a round of Secrets and Sins, which I checked and is literally the name of the game in 110 at Jughead's birthday party that he didn't want. But <laughs> Penelope is the one who, like, wants to pl- play And Cheryl it, was the one who wanted Cheryl's to play it then. The so Penelope must have told her about the game. And also incest things in both incidences. Yikes. Wait, was it Penelope who instigated this time or was it Sierra? I think it was Sierra. It was Sierra, but Penelope did play so she would know about it. Okay. And, like, someone accused the twins of incest, and clearly there was incest going on at Thornhill. Yeah. So, all in all, just a lot more incest than I really expected from a show about Archie comics, but (laughs) whatever. So, let's start with Sierra. Sierra's secret slash sin. Tommy and Sierra have been dating for a few months now. Isn't it just like high schoolers to say I love you after three months? (laughs) Um, and And their parents are racist, so it's a secret. Yeah. Ugh. That broke my damn heart. Yeah. Yeah, that made me sad. Like, they're- I like their relationship a lot more now. Like, I still don't like that they're cheating on their spouses, essentially, in present time. But I- I feel a lot more for them knowing that they were high school sweethearts. Exactly. And they were, like, torn apart by their racist parents and, like, this horrible game that ruined everyone's lives. There's a lot more empathy for that relationship. Adultery is never good. Like, cheating on people is never good. But both of their spouses are, like, not around. Like, not necessarily absent. It seems like... Well, I mean, that's also how I feel about snake parents, too. So Yeah. Josie's dad is, like, pretty absent, but, like, we know that... Kevin's mom is like deployed. See, for me, it still feels like very inappropriate. Like I'm so I like obviously because like I'm a child of cheating, right? Like mm. or not a child of cheating, but a child of divorce via cheating. So like 
the fact that they're cheating and like haven't told their spouses like when Josie and Kevin were like we're telling I was like on their side I was well, like yeah do it. Sierra and Miles are getting a divorce but we don't know much about Tom and his wife and yet. like his wife served yeah so like he's he's literally cheating on like an active person in the U.S. military and I'm like you're kind of gross mm. so yeah. like I, I I feel bad for their high school selves and it does add depth to their current selves yeah but yeah I still think their current selves are absolute garbage for this yeah I agree but I'm also like how do we feel about snake parents? Because they're both still married too. Well, okay, Alice well, and Hal were like going through a divorce, right? And Hal's fully True. in prison. And yeah. I think it's pretty clear that and like Gladys, Gladys left. So FP and Gladys are separated. separated. They live in different cities. It's the same thing with she essentially left him. So yeah, and it's the same thing with like um, Hermione, where like I was not comfortable with Hermione cheating on Hiram even when he was in jail, but you could tell that like Mary and Fred were separated. Yeah, I think it's like if there's a label on it that I feel better about like where the relationships are. But since Tom is not separated from his wife, I feel gross about it. Whereas with Sierra, you're right, they are getting separated, so I feel way less gross about it now. I don't know. I didn't feel as bad about Hermione cheating on Hiram because like it's. Like well, now, in, now looking back, I f- support her. In season one, I fully thought she was being abused. And then season two was, like, really weird and they didn't address that she yeah. was being abused. And now they're like, oh, yeah, she's being abused. So I'm like, okay, so... Yeah, now I'm like, like, cheat on him and then take all his money. <laughs> yeah. But also, Kelly Ripa, Mark Consuelos' actual wife, is coming on to play his mistress. <gasps> so not only is she being abused, but she's also fully being cheated on, too. I don't think anyone on this show knows what fidelity is. I fully did not know that until you had oh, just informed me of what? that. So Yeah. Neat. Yeah, oh my god, it's, it's gonna, gonna be so awesome. Cute. I mean, obviously terrible, but like they're gonna be have such chemistry because they're actually married. Yeah, I think it's like a really cute thing for like the show to do. For yeah. Them. I well, she hosted their QA at Comic Con and mm. it was adorable. Mm, oh, I love that. I didn't know that. Okay, so moving into Hermione then. Hermione's mom, Hermione mentions her mom. She does not mention a father figure, though. She never mentions a father figure. So that's just something to note. I think Hermione's mom is a single mom. Yeah. So Hermione's mom is also, like, all up in her relationships, too. She thinks that Hiram Lodge is the right idea. He just wants to get out of Riverdale. But they're like, hey, that dude is ripped, but also a criminal because he's a wrestler. He is the Ram. Oh, I forgot about the Ram. The Ram. I also did so fully did not get the Ram thing and like to like recently. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um. Wait, is there Penelope more to is- it than I'm aware oh, of? Oh, she just didn't get that. Like his name is Hiram, High Ram. which has a Ram. Oh, has a Ram okay. In it. Yeah. No, I'm just stupid. No, I didn't get um, that either. So. Oh, oh guys, guys, come on. Dumb energy. When were you OTP ever? I'm <laughs> here. But Penelope's the one who's just like, he's a criminal. But then she's the ends up like working with him. And she's like, I want a brothel. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think by then Penelope had really compromised most of her morals. Yeah. Uh, and what we do learn is that Hermione's mom is cleaning hotels at the five seasons. Or yeah. I stand Hermione's mom. Yeah. Yeah. She has done. good Get dating done. advice. She works really hard. She wants to protect her daughter. Um, I kind of wish that Hermione listened to her mom more. Mm. Big Where move. is she? Yeah. Wait, did we meet Hermione's <gasps> mom? Oh my god, yeah. Was she was she at the, at the confirmation? confirmation? And she was cool with Hiram, so... Hmm. Wait, was that... We have to go back and look at that. Was that... Did Hermione's mom come or did just 
Hiram's mom? That's a good question. Yeah, we have to go back and look. Yeah, we're going like, to find which, out. Yeah. Which abuela was that? Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to look. But moving on to Fred. Uh, Fred says that Riverdale isn't the problem, and he'll probably stay in Riverdale his whole life. You're right, Fred. You do do that. And he does. And he's like, oh, man. I love how Fred, like, basically lays out, like, his entire future. And it's just yeah. like, oh, this is accurate. And, like, everyone's like, oh, that's so sad. And I'm like, but it's not, because no. that's what he wants. Yeah, that's what he, he had, wants. Like, that's his dream. Yeah, he's the only one that had, like, a solid vision for his own future. And like, Yeah, uh, just because it's not, like, big city dreams doesn't mean that they're not his and they don't matter. Yeah. yeah. I also um, love that Sierra's reaction to, like, Fred wanting to run for mayor was like, ugh, gross, when she was mayor for a whole season. That was sad. That was sad, though. She's like, yeah, oh, like, why sad. aren't you aiming for something higher, right? And, of course, it seemed like she really aimed for something higher, and she was left doing this thing that she literally called a nightmare job. That's yep. sad. She got stuck there because of the marriage that she was in. Yeah. Aw. And then he left, and then she had to stay. Ugh. Miles, Man. I mean. Protect the women of Riverdale. Um, and so move. they're like, oh, Fred, like, how are you going to choose between music or baseball? And he's like, oh, I can do both here because reasons. And I'm like, this literally happens at the end of High School Musical 3. <laughs> also, all of Fred's reasons are really good. So yeah. why did Archie think he had to choose? Yeah. Fred could have been like, you don't have to choose. Here are all the reasons why. And Guys, also, what city? New York City? Because it must be, right? Because Riverdale's supposed to technically be upstate New York. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, he's like, I could see myself running for mayor one day. And Sierra's like, boo, that sucks. And he's like, also, if I'm in a city, like, I can't look after my dad because he's, like, really, really sick. And he's looked after me my whole life. And so it's my turn to take after him, to look after him. He's a good man. Fred has always been a good person. Yes. I love how Fred doesn't have any sins. He just has a secret. Aw. Oh, that's so nice. Which is his dead dad. cry. Wow, Okay. Speaking of sins, though, let's move on to Alice and FP. <laughs> um, so they're like, Alice, what's your secret? And of course, Sierra and Hermione were there, and so they know. And so he- Hermione's like, oh, let's just skip her. I mean, can we talk about the fact that Hermione and Sierra have apparently known the entire time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alice had FP Jones Honestly, good friends. But, like, they never talked to each other. Yeah, and then they kept the secret for 30 years. Oh, my God. 40 yeah. years. <sighs> 20 so years. like I chick, show, chick shows up and they're like, "Wow, this is the kid you made with FP." <laughs> oh my god, that's too funny. Or they're like, "Hey, whatever happened to that kid you made with FP?" And she's like, "Oh, we don't talk about him. He came to my door and I and and I cast him out or whatever Did, had, ended up happening." Do there. you think that they think she had an abortion, or do they did they put together that she disappeared for the rest of her pregnancy and gave him up? They probably oh, put it together. Right? They're smart women. Yeah. Was that, like, during the summer, you think? Because... Probably. Hmm. No, if... Oh, wait, but she had no. the kid. She had... Over, like, Christmas break, maybe, then? Because if she was... I feel like it was Christmas break that she had the kid, because, like, homecoming would have been fall. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she might have missed, like, I don't know, the last three months of her pregnancy. I feel like you could hide it up to, like, six months. Right. This timeline is messy. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> okay, anyway, so... FP says that she should just talk about what when you lit the dumpster on fire. But, th- like, the way that he, like, um, delivers the line, it sounds like he's just like, hey, um, I know, like, you're thinking about telling, like, this one. Like, obviously we know that he doesn't know, but he delivers it like he knows. Yeah, maybe it's like... I, I felt like he was just, like, trying to... Get off- it over with? No, I thought he was trying to, like... 
offset the tension of the moment because she kept looking at him like oh he was her secret and oh I think like maybe was, yeah that, that, maybe like, he thought that the secret was just that they did it yeah okay that makes sense i like that so he's like oh like just tell them this or whatever and then alice of course doesn't have to go that hard but she's like oh like why don't you tell them that you live in sunnyside trailer park and i know because we did it there (laughs) (laughs) Um, probably in the same damn bed well she i mean she also knows because she also lives there and she's like open about living there and i think this part is something that's like really interesting to me about their relationship is that when they're in high school, FP is the one pretending like he's not from the South side mm-hmm. and Alice is the one that's like fully not ashamed of it and wearing her serpent jacket everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it, so it's like, it really flips it on their head when they're like grown up that he, he feels like he can like call her out for being a North sider when she did the same thing to him when they were in high school. Yeah. Totally. The reversal. Yeah. And so, so they're good. like, oh, like, I thought you lived on Elm Street. Ah! <laughs> and I like, love it. No. And she's like, oh, you're not an outside or north sider. You'll never escape the south side, which is exactly like the exact talk that they had in in 110, like their very first interaction in the in the show. It sure is. And um, he'll be just like his dad. He'll be having six pack in his double wide. And I looked up what a double wide was because I didn't know. And it's a type of mobile home. Oh, my God. I can't believe you had to look that How up. How did you it's not so know that? Well, I could guess, but I wanted to check. You're from Red Deer and you had to look that up. <laughs> I don't live anywhere near a trailer park. Yeah, but, yeah, like, but it's like a small town. We're in like travel country. Well, we, know, we just called it our trailer. We never called it anything. All right. Fair I'm enough. confused. Anyway, <laughs> but that's what he ends up doing. Like he figures himself out, but then he does grow up to drink six packs in his double wide. Yes, he does. Which is sad. But he yeah. figures it out. He figures it out. And he says, you know what I won't do, though? I won't hit my kid up. He's like, well, sometimes I just push him around. <laughs> yeah. And I call him boy. And I call him boy, but I don't hit yeah. him. No. And we get this kind of, like, flash a little bit, and it looks like it's, like, probably the same trailer. It, it looks yeah. the exact same. Yeah. Which means I mean, it probably is. trailer his whole life. Or if and- it's Betty's imagination, she's just remembering the one, that one trailer. Oh, yeah, maybe. But if it's... I mean, it's probably the same trailer because, like, if FP's dad was, like, the head of the serpents. Mm-hmm. Like, he called it his gang. Right. So, I don't know. I feel like they would stay in the same place. And, like, right. if, you, if he's there, he probably couldn't afford, like, his own trailer. Did the dad say that it was his gang? Like, where are you getting that from? Uh, FP said he he's told his dad he wouldn't join his gang. His gang, right. Okay, yeah. weird, well. it's not his gang. Yeah, I have a thing about that because I noticed that the dad also had the circle logo, but when FP puts on the jacket, he has He's the S the, logo. The king logo. This, so, do they just like, FP, randomly choose jackets or is there actual meaning? I need to know. I know, because the thing is that it's just like, we're making fun of Jughead this whole time being like, oh, you're going to show up and just because you're FP's kid, you've been here for four minutes and you get to be the freaking king. But is that what happened to FP? But his dad clearly wasn't the king, so I don't get it. This is this is weird. Yeah. I, I don't to, know. I need a conspiracy board for the entirety of Riverdale. Yeah. Yep. And he's like, oh, I just, I wanted to be the first Jones to go to college. And <laughs> so it seems that, like, Alice is in the Serpents and FP is not at yep. this point. And so his dad, like, broke his wrist. Dude. <sighs> Guys, do you think that I have a thought? Okay. Um, That's so rare. So, hey, Rude. shut up. <laughs> so, FP and Alice were, like, sleeping together mm-hmm. before he joined the Serpents. 
Do you think he got his tattoo deliberately because he had already seen hers? <gasps> oh my gosh. And he was like, oh, I thought this is just what they looked like. <laughs> Stop. He's like, oh, Shut wait, up. Was, it not, was it not supposed to be this big? Me trying to make it romantic. And then, all right. I like that, Sam. Keep it. Thanks. Okay, you guys want to talk about Penelope? I guess. Oh my so god. it's Penelope's turn. And she's like, hey, the blossoms suck, by the way. Uh, <laughs> she's not technically a blossom, but she, her last name is Blossom. Like, her and Clifford had the same last name when they got married. Did none of their classmates wonder why their two siblings married each other? Other than the people in the Midnight Club? Yeah. What a great question. Like, the, whole, the whole town was like, oh yeah, they married each other. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. No one else knew that she was adopted. Yeah, they fully thought they were siblings. And yeah. no one talks about this. Oh my goodness. No. And Penelope ends up waking, like, growing up, and they're like, oh, Polly, you have to go, like, oh. And Penelope's like, oh, there's nothing that could be more, like, um, perfectly blossom, or purely blossom. More purely blossom than those babies. Gotta go. <laughs> anyway, so uh, she grew up at the, she, like, grew up at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. So that's an interesting parallel between her and Alice, because they both were sent to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy and then sent their children there, even though they had a terrible time there. I don't get it. So everyone I, has known, like, like, Sierra says something about how they're, like, known for human rights violations, and mm-hmm. I'm like, are you telling me that, like, 20, 25 years have passed, and no one has reported them to the FBI. See, this, this, this lays into the time bubble thing. Mm. No one can report it because the they're in a, they're in a chronomaly. A loop. It yeah. just, they're in a chronomaly. They're in a chronomaly. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, I understand Alice sending Polly there more mm. than I understand Penelope sending Cheryl there. Right, because it's clear that Penelope had, like, Cause girly girl feelings. Penelope was, like, what, five when she left Yeah, the... she looked like, I think she said eight, She actually. said eight. Oh, okay. That yeah. kid was a young eight. Yeah, um, I was like, yeah, um, agreed, they don't look agree. eight. I don't know, know how I... kids look, though. I think they're all toddlers. I don't know how kids look anymore. I literally, I was like, Robin's like he was 11. I was like, so just barely after a toddler? Yeah. Like, they're all toddlers <laughs> to me. And then oh my god, teenagers. Have you watched the latest episode of The Good Place? Yeah, last night's. Or the one before that, but where she's like, good luck with the SATs, and she goes, I'm nine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hell. But, yeah, so it, like, it makes more sense to me that Alice would send Polly there for the same thing that she was there for, because right. Hal has, like, had such a, like, encroaching presence in her life. For 20 yeah. years. So, like, it makes sense to me that she would go along with that because he, like, pressured her to do it. Right. But Penelope sending Cheryl there is just twisted and gross. So, yeah. Like, so the just like everything about Penelope. Yeah. So twisted the Blossoms came for all the redheaded kids when she was around eight. So, we Ugh. know that Cliff and Penelope aren't necessarily related. No. They could be, but we don't know that for sure right now. I don't think they're related. I don't think they're related. I think it's just very incesty in that they raised her as his sister mm-hmm. and then had them get married. And even though Cheryl and Jason have those sort of tendencies, it's clear, at least to me, that Penelope and Clifford were never like, this is what you're meant to do. You know, because yeah, never, no. the difference is that Penelope and Clifford weren't related and Cheryl and Jason are actual twins. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 
I feel like it's never, it's never made explicitly clear that Cheryl and Jason, like, actually did anything in Sandy. Yes. It's just that right, they're, right, right. they loved each other, like, a little more than you should. Mm-hmm. I like, guess. Like, even as twins. Yeah. It was just, like, a weird line of, like, obsession with each other. They just loved each other in a lot of different layers. There were a but lot of yeah. different ways. But it also says a lot about, like, how we perceive things that, like, we were like, oh, that's incesting. It's like, think about how close you are with your siblings. Like, they didn't actually ever do anything creepy. They were just really close siblings. Yeah. I guess I'd share a milkshake with my sister. Yeah. Yeah, I fully would. I mean, unless I wanted my own milkshake because, you know, screw her. I want my own milkshake. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. But, like, they never did. I think it says a lot about, like, our own biases and, like, mm. you know, stuff that's happened to, like, our brains and society to make things, like, heteronormative that we just assumed that things were incesty. And the show assumed things were incesty when they probably weren't at all. Mm. Yeah. That's fair. Call us out! Call us out! <laughs> and, like, putting it in this context makes it seem like like Penelope had just raised them weird because she was, like, had been brainwashed her entire life. Yeah. And not that they were actually incesty. Right. Yeah. But they're grooming this kid to be his sister and then his wife. Like, literally, what oh. I noticed is they put, him in, they put them in pops and they literally have crayons. Yeah. Because they're kids. Because they're kids. They have kids' menus. Um, and so Penelope mentions that even being at detention, as long as she's not at Thornhill, it's a relief. Yeah. She's just like, even if he has to be in detention. But that also made me think, because later when she says, like, oh, I hate being at Thornhill, Thornhill's the worst, is that Thornhill, she has lived in Thornhill her entire life. She gets married, she, she grows up, and she has a family in Thornhill and Cheryl burns down her her home that she has like lived in her entire, entire life. And she, you know, we, we kind of laugh when that happens because yeah. Cheryl is like looking at the flames and Penelope's like upset in the background. And it's like slow motion. And it's really like badass and everything, but it's but like, also, it's gone. When you think about it, like if she my was an child, orphan with no home, if I was watching my childhood home burn right in front of me and I was right next to the person who did it, Man, I'd be upset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a trauma. That's super traumatic, yeah. I think. She's gone through so much in her life. Yeah. <sighs> and yet it's still garbage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she's like, hey, like Hermione's like, oh, that's basically incest. And Penelope says, at least my mom's not cleaning bathrooms. And she's like, at least my family's not stealing child brides out of orphanages. I'd fair. Hermione's valid. Yeah, fair. <laughs> and, and so then they fight again. And here's my other callback to season one. Uh, which is one of the very first episodes, uh, Cheryl insults Hermione or, mm -hmm. and Veronica at Pops. And then yes. Hermione goes, well, your mother didn't know the difference between having money and having class either. And then, <gasps> uh, and, um, Hermione Snaps. literally says, uh, at least my family has class at, before she like pulls on Penelope's braid. Oh, I love it. I'm obsessed. I'm fully obsessed. I love it. I love it. Keep it. Oh, oh, I love it. Okay. <laughs> so now they're back in detention because Principal Featherhead obviously heard them fighting again. Sure. And he's like, okay, well now you don't have, even though only two of you were actually fighting, except Alice was just like, here we go again. <laughs> I love that Alice was like, oh, we're going all in. Yeah. I was like, you are pregnant, you idiot. But Fred is probably sitting there being like, please don't fight. She's so messy. I love her. Either way, he's part of it, I guess. And now it's four Saturday detentions. And what are they going to play? Tay. 
on me, me. Take, take on me, me. take me. me. Oh. None of this is in in tune. Anyway, <laughs> top notch. Oh, why would you expect us to be in tune? I can't sing. I was doing it on purpose. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I feel anyway. like I just got double roasted. Great, great music choices that they're making all throughout this episode. Obsessed with the soundtrack. Sam, Obsessed. where's the playlist? Oh my god, I have a playlist. Actually, oh, oh, I great. did make okay, a playlist. Sweet. But it's, I mean, it's FP and Alice centric, but it's uh, 80s that's, covers that's fine. of the songs um, that are in. So Alice is saying, listen, they were all really mad, but then they became friends and they all had to bring food for lunch. And so uh, Fred gives FP a sandwich because he didn't have lunch. So realistic that they would bond over food. Oh, it really is. Because like Pops is the center of the town. So like food is the center of the town. And even Alice walks over too. I know. Yeah. I love that where she was like, okay, I'll come too. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, this is so lovely and pure. And then one Saturday, it rained. Also, That's like, she starts it. did anybody share their food with Alice? Because I feel like Alice and FP came from homes where their parents don't make them lunch. So. Yeah. But Fred Alice probably stole the, her lunch. She could have gotten <laughs> something from the vending machine, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So one Saturday, it rained. And Alice has decided she's going to carve everyone else's initials into the window sill as well. That's See, how you know a punk has accepted you. Mm. And, like, she cares about them now. Yep. Hermione is going to break into Crabapple's drawer. So I looked up Crabapple. She doesn't exist. In but the- what was in the drawer? <laughs> but what was in the drawer? Lots of stuff. It was her game lad, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I also remember my game lad yeah. with fondness. <laughs> I also had a, I had a game lad as well. Oh, did you, oh, you did? I also had a game lad. Guys, what colors were your game lads? My game lad was red. Okay. Mine too! Mine was purple. Oh, she's fancy. Brittany, what was the first Game Lad game you had? Pokemon Blue. <gasps> I had Pokemon Sapphire, but that wasn't my first one. Sam, what was the first Game Lad game you played? Slash had. Super, Super Mario Brothers. Oh, actually, you know what? Frig, I'm older than you guys. I had the Game Boy Color. Game Lad Color? Yeah, sorry. The Game Lad um, Tone. I've never heard of that. <laughs> like, color. I, I haven't I, either. I, like Game Boy Color, Game Lad Tone. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, uh, sorry. Um, I, so I was like, "What?" The first game that I played was actually a Hercules game. Okay, like from when the movie came out. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm even older then because I had a Nintendo 64. I wasn't my allowed cousins, those. My cousins had a Nintendo 64, and I would play. Okay, the first game lad game I had was Harvest Moon: Friends of Mineral Town. Mm-hmm. And so every time that I would hang out with my cousins, we played the Harvest Moon game for N64. I freaking Actually, love Harvest had- Moon. My mom w- didn't let us have video games except for Game Lads because we were we would drive back and forth to Spokane, which was like a 12-hour drive. Uh-huh. But she was like, you can't have video games, you can't really watch TV, and you have limited computer time because I'm afraid that you're going to get like addicted to these things. Ooh, Boy, she was right. <laughs> I now have, you know, multiple podcasts about television shows, and I made my job the TV. I lied. I, I didn't have a Nintendo 64. I had an original Nintendo. Ooh. Ooh. My first thing was uh was a game lad. Which was like my mom's, but <laughs> Yeah, mine was mine was a game lad. My I had game lad questions though. Hmm? What? I had game lad I have game lad questions. Oh, okay. Oh nice. So if we are thinking that this is actually a Game Boy, mm-hmm. um Game Boy the first Game Boy was released in nineteen eighty nine. Oh. 
So it feels like we're we're a little early for a game lad, as well as when they first came out. Um, since she's talking about how her mom uh, no. cleans hotel rooms, so the five season, I don't know if she'd be able to afford a game lad. I think that um, Hiram. This is set in the nineties. Oh, Hiram. The episode is set in the nineties, oh. not the eighties. Oh, okay. Like the music is all from the eighties, but I'm pretty sure it's set in like nineteen ninety two or something. Yeah, because Alice's style is very 90s. Yeah, and Heather's came out in 1989, too. So did I! Yeah! You also came out in 1992? 1989. Oh, 80. I came out in 1992. Sorry, I'm fully texting. Yeah. Oh. And then again in, like, 2015. Yeah, I was gonna say, I came out in 1995, and then in 2013. Me, but, like, uh, 1992 and 2017. There you go. In 2011. Um, And, you know. Every year after that. Every year after that. Hermione opens the thing, and Penelope's like, oh my god, that's vandalism! And, (laughs) okay, so Alice's vandalism in the corner is fine, I guess. Um, (laughs) I mean, Sierra benefited her. Yeah. Sierra picks up a cootie catcher and everything, and they find griffins and gargoyles. But it's the second edition. That, yeah, I pointed that out. So what's up with that? Where's the first edition? Who played it? And who, who did they hear about playing it in other places? Like, Fred's like, I can see people playing it at Seaside. Yeah, Penelope says she has heard of it, and they're like, oh, I thought it was an urban legend. Like you just said, Fred heard that kids had played it at Seaside. Hermione heard that one kid had a heart attack and died, and seemed pretty pumped about it. (laughs) And then then Alice is like, okay, so we should do it. Yeah. (laughs) Upon hearing that death happens. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, there are, it seems to me, I have, I took a screenshot of their game board here, and it seems to me that there are nine different characters that you can choose, as well as three, like, piles of cards. And I think one of the piles is, like, a quest, quest yeah, card. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about the other ones. We've got dice here, and, like, little figurines to play with, and, like, a bag of some sort. But I don't, yeah, that's all I really know. And then, of course, they have their pieces of paper, and, like, in D&D, you have, like, a character sheet, Yeah, right? yeah. So that's probably what they're doing there. I figured one of the sets of cards was probably like a spell casting card, right? Yeah. Oh my god. Like something like that. I want to do an like an action card. Yeah, probably. At one point, FP says like, "Oh, I'm gonna flip. I'm gonna flip my um guild something coin, like that coin thing that Juggy flipped." Yeah. Yeah. You mean FP? No, Juggy flipped it last episode. The episode. Before. Oh. I guess, but then, so I wonder if this is the same coin. So, like... Probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Penelope is the dungeon master, or the game master, of course. So, it seems... It's interesting to me that D&D, it's called a DM, which is the dungeon master, but for G&G, it's called a GM, which yeah. is the game master. These writers are um, nerds. I love it. And I, basically, what happens is... I want to do an alignment chart now with all of these characters. <sighs> That's so fun! Oh my god, that's the only part of D&D I understand is alignment charts. Yes! Okay, and so yeah, you would complete quests until you ascend to the next level. Cool. Okay, so Alice chooses the sorceress. Naturally. Hermione chooses... Okay, so so one, two, three. So we have s- six. And we know what the other ones are. No, wait, we have five. Right? We have five, two, three, four, including... Five, five plus, plus a game the master. arcane invoker, hellcaster... And princess. So we know what all nine of them are. Yeah, we all, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Okay. They picked all of the ones that oh my god. hadn't picked. Oh my yeah. god. They're playing the same They're game. They're playing the same game. Yeah. Oh my god. And Jughead was able to choose Hellcaster because Ben finished his game. 
Yeah. But they all haven't finished their games yet. What about Radiant Knight? Fred was the Radiant Knight, but that was one of the things he could choose. So at some point, did Fred finish the game? Oh my god. Or, hmm. Sam. I need, I need my conspiracy board. (laughs) (laughs) You need your conspiracy. Okay, okay. So Alice chooses the sorceress. Hermione chooses the thief, and she says that she's always wanted to be free of moral reasoning. Yeah, well, you make a good choice in husband, then. Yeah. Sierra chooses the siren because she's the voice of the people. That is not what that means. No, I don't remember. FP is the dead eye, and he says that's sick. So I looked up what that was because I wanted to make sure I knew. Um, And it's something to do with sailing equipment, or it means a really sharp shooter, which makes sense for what Hermione says to him later. Yes. Um, Fred chooses the Radiant Knight, obviously, because it believes in hope, justice, and righteousness. And Hermione's like, oh my gosh, that's perfect for you. And Alice is like, that's boring. Although, (laughs) did Fred choose it or were they like, I think Fred was going to look at other options and then they were like, no, you're obviously the Radiant Knight. So he was like assigned that. I think Fred has different ideas of his identity than they do. But also, who did, who did the other four choose? Like, I wonder what characters the other four chose. (laughs) Well, Kevin, Kevin slash Tom was dressed as a knight, right? Or a jester. No, a Kevin jester. was dressed as a jester, I thought. Ah, is that the arcane involvement? Slash Tom. I don't know things. Anyway, whatever. Okay, so the place that they're in is called Eldervare. So, hey, pick a quest card. And the quest card that Alice chooses is free the souls of the undead. What is the symbolism here? I mean... I don't know. I thought, it was, I thought it was an it reference. Alice is always... Oh. Um, She's always been going to the coroner and getting the stories of True. dead people and then writing about them in right. the register. So, I mean, that kind of fits her. Perf. Okay, cool. I thought it was an it reference. You know how Pennywise keeps them all floating and they're kind of undead and then the kids free the souls? Yeah. Okay. That works too. Thanks. Cool. Um, and so then they're on at the top of Nec- Necromancer's Alley, and like that's that's how it begins. That's yeah. the beginning. So I didn't see everything that was written on LFP's cast, but obviously the like loser lover thing is in is a reference to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um all other things that I saw on it was the phrase all-star, letters Q T Q B. Cutie quarterback. Cutie quarterback. Oh, who wrote that? The random vixen he screwed. Probably. Cool. Yes. Um <laughs> And it also says, way to drop the ball on it. Um, <laughs> I didn't really see all the other ones, uh, no, but if anybody not. sees anything else on FP's cast, please let us know. I love how um, FP is still on the football team, apparently, even though he's got a broken arm. Oh my god. Waterboy. <laughs> FP says he's going to c- toss his Gildite coin, and it gets head, and everyone's happy. So, so that's what the name into. of it is, then. Gildite coin. But here's the thing. He's like, please heads, please heads. But the coin that Jughead did was a coin between Griffins and Gargoyles. So that's a different coin that it says flip for your fate for. Yeah. Man, I'm Googling what Gildite is. I already did. Gildite is uh, is something from somebody else's D&D campaign. campaign. Oh, okay. I, it doesn't seem like it's, like, a thing that a lot of people have in their D&D campaign. Like, it literally was a wikia that it looks like somebody made for their friend's D&D campaign specifically. Okay. And it was a god or something. So okay. I don't really think we can take that seriously. I don't really know what the word gildite means then. You can keep looking up, though. So did you find the wiki of one of the writers from Riverdale? <laughs> yeah, right? Yes. <laughs> and he's like, 
fun, fun little uh, Easter egg. Um, she calls, or Hermione calls FP Squire Pendleton. That's <laughs> that his so middle cute. name. That's his middle name. <laughs> I loved it. Why would you use his middle name? Yeah, okay. why wouldn't it be Squire Jones? Yeah. <laughs> I like Squire, Squire Pendleton better for some reason. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, like, can we start another one? They're like, no, it's not too late. Let's do it. Also, let's run around because Penelope already had this idea and fully it was hiding things already. Yeah. Um, oh my God, she's such a nerd. They're like, oh, Featherhead takes a nap after lunch, so we should be good. And it's called Same. The Wedding Stone. Ugh. That's what the guest, the quest is called. The Wedding Stone. And it requires pairs. And so the proper pairs look at each other and Penelope is... You know, at first you think, oh, she's oblivious, obviously, and so she's just putting them with the wrong ones. But then later she says that she wanted to do it because chaos. Yeah. Which is exactly Which is, what Cheryl said. Yeah. I'm in the mood for some chaos. Mm-hmm. Well, hell raising, well, also no, chaos. In season one, Cheryl says, I'm in the mood for chaos. Uh, mm. Like, yeah. when she says, make sure that all three of them end up at her party so that she can make Archie right. kiss Veronica. Yeah. Oh my gosh, pilot. See, I know things. Yeah. I remember things. And cool. I'm sitting here like, FP fully would have gone with Alice. And then, oh, totally. Freaking Penelope, known cockblock. She says that she stole a gemstone from <laughs> Thornhill. Like, they just uh, have giant gemstones just hanging around in their house. And she's like, yoink, I'll take this Do one. Do you not? <laughs> um, I mean, I wish I did. I have a gemstone over there. Yeah. But she's like, oh, if you, like, take it and you show it to Sierra, you can keep it. And I'm like, well, and sell it? Or, like, what? Like, <laughs> Yeah, probably. Um, and so now it's just, like, just Penelope and Sierra left. So it's, like, Penelope then later, like, sees Josie and is just, like, my daughter was obsessed with you. She sent you a freaking pig heart. And she's, like, she gets that from me. I thought your mom was cute. Like, exactly. <laughs> right? So, like, Penelope clearly gets this, like, beaten out of her. And then she's just, like, whoa, Cheryl can't go down this road. And then she does yep. terrible things. I, yeah. would think. I, I, I think like- you could headcanon that for sure. Yeah. I feel like a lot uh, of Penelope's hatred of Cheryl is hatred of herself. Yep. Oh, fully. Hermione and FP are looking around and they're like, oh, how do we know if we're close? And Hermione says we let our love guide us. Okay. No, from the, like, she's pretending, she's being like, oh yeah, because apparently like we're married or yeah. whatever. Then they find it in the vending machine and FP calls Hermione m'lady. Ugh. <laughs> is it possible <sighs> to become a cringe? I gotta go. And so he's like, hey, Hermione, like, I just wanted to ask you, like, a quick question. Uh-huh. Like, let's play 20 questions. Okay. What are you wearing? <laughs> She's like, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite cereal? He's like, Lucky Charms. My what? next question, are you a virgin? <laughs> <laughs> Every man ever. Yeah. And so then she, like, pushes him away. And she's like, oh, my God, you were going to kiss me. And he's like, um, no. What? <laughs> I'm I'm not the Ethel in this situation. <laughs> she's like, he, she's like, oh, my God, like, it's a game. Like, I'm not actually, like, into you. And he's like. Oh, I've never heard this before. <laughs> no one's ever turned me down before. This is puzzling. Strange. Okay. My um, my question here also is... Uh, no, I lost it. Sorry. Uh, carry on, I guess. All right. Um, so Fred and Alice are chilling, and he's like, hey, are you okay? Uh, because she cry. Hmm. She is crying. He's like, oh, you can talk to me, right? And she goes, I'm... <gasps> lost so yo <laughs> i'm sorry if fred were smart he would have picked up on that one immediately fully he yeah. would have been like actually i think you're something else and she talks about how she wants to escape and so she does through the game and anyway she's like so that's pathetic and he's like no it's not oh wait i got my thought back oh yay if this is all from alice's perspective how does she know what happened when fp and 
Hermione went to get the stone. Had Canon Hermione told her? Yeah, I'm gonna say Hermione told her. Like, did Hermione say FB almost kissed her? Or yeah, but, and then and then had Canon Sierra told her? My uh, my follow up question is how so. FP was clearly going to tell Alice that he was starting to have real feelings for her and then, like, didn't. I guess. Because, yes, like, he Hermione did. was like... Oh, wait, yes, they did. They, because they became a couple. I don't know. I have questions. Cause in, because... In the montage, they're like, some of us got even closer. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I'm sitting here like, why? then why did they... Did they break up just because the game ended, or... I think so. Yeah. Like, I think because the game ended and they all had that secret that was weighing them down, and... I thought their love story was much more pure than this, so and I'm I. sad. Because, see, my friend Kat and I were talking earlier about how this is all Alice's perception and how, mm. like, how they kind of backed off of, like, how much FP cared about her. Because before, yeah. we thought that he was, like, the one harboring all these feelings for her. Because of the freaking leave him line. Yeah. Like, mm. he's clearly, like, still had feelings for her all these ta- years later. And they make it seem like her perception is that he didn't, like, care enough about her or the baby he didn't know about to, like, try and fight for her or, like, ask her to stay at any point. Yep. And, and because Skeet plays it with such softness. Yeah. Like, when Skeet looks at Maidchen, it's just sort of, like, you can see, like, (laughs) the depth of, like, all of those years. So it's, like, is it maybe one of those things where he looked back and he was, like, I was so stupid because I didn't understand that I was running to those other girls because I loved this girl. Yeah. And he didn't understand. I think that's probably closer to it. Oh, I love it. Okay. You know? He he was, like, a little afraid. Yeah. I I think that he was, like, she was Or didn't get it. Like, she was scared of being alone because he didn't like admit like he didn't fight for her then and then he was scared of like being vulnerable enough to like commit to one person mm-hmm. and then he was like wait this was the real thing and i fucked it up and like he didn't even realize it was the real thing until it was way too late yeah yeah exactly he did he probably didn't realize it was the real thing until he saw her walking around school with hal cooper i mean oh 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 like oh. when she saw helen uh helen Alice kissing at the play. Ouch. And, um... Oh, like, not again. Frick. Sad. Oh, speaking of that, like, so we've seen now, like, two instances in their relationship when he, like, is... He just walks away from it. So, with Gladys coming back this season, I, what I really want is, like, for FP to, like, choose Alice. Oh! Like, but yeah. first, like, they're gonna have to suffer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I and want suffer. the angst, but I yeah. want, like... I want, like, intentional, like, active choosing each other over, like, these weird things in their life after, like, they've messed it up before. Before they be happy about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, Hermione and FP are having a chat, and she's like, hey, sup with you and Alice? And he says, nothing serious, just messing around, which she was cool with. So he's being very clear that consent. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that. Yeah. But the game makes him think it could be more because they're having so much fun together. Um, and she's like, well, why don't you take a shot? Because you're the sharpshooter, right? Hmm. Get her done. Uh, he, uh, he did not throw away his shot. He did not throw away his shot. And uh, he so, did throw away his shot. Yeah, a little bit. He broke up. <laughs> Eventually. He, took it, he took it. It just like 
wound up missing the target. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so uh, Fred, back to Fred and Alice. Fred is talking about how he really hates seeing his dad in pain. But, you know, Sir Frederick's dad is like, okay. And so that it also feels like an escape for him. Um, and then they kiss. I feel like this whole conversation is literally like a commentary on how people escape into pop culture in order to like mm. sort of escape their own lives for a while. Like it's the same kind of thing. It yeah. has more respect for how people interact with fictional worlds than they do in the present with Ethel. So. Agree. I have thoughts about. Hang on. Oh. Hang on. Robin has a bursting thought coming out of her body <laughs> okay, right now. Go ahead. So later, like earlier in the first few episodes you were saying that like what like this seems to be painting a really bad picture of nerd culture yeah because and then uh, this episode is trying to reverse that i think the it's great two sides of the nerd culture coin mm. ethel ben and dilton are the toxic side of it and these yeah. guys were like what it's supposed to be which is an escape something fun something you do with your friends something that it bonds you together and yeah like- improves your lives yeah exactly something that can help you but the minute you turn it into something real and then you start adding like real consequences to it that's when you've turned it toxic Mm -hmm. and i think that's like what eventually happens in the game is like it becomes toxic like nerd nerd culture is like on the positive side it's a a unifying thing that you all enjoy together that you like get joy out of and then on the toxic side, like you said, it's when it becomes all that you do and all, like, consumes you, kind of. And, like, then you turn that on the world, that's when it becomes toxic. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, when entitlement starts to slip in. Yeah. Yeah. So, Betty is like, Mom, wait. ew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, sorry. Yeah, you had a thing. No, yeah. This is this is where I was going with this. Uh, so, Betty's like, Mom, ew, what? And is eating a cookie, which can relate. Um, and she's like, I don't know. We were like lonely and sad, and we had something to relate to about. We had something that we related to about each other. It's very much like Barchi. It's like, yeah, it's it's a comfort. Yeah, and yeah. she's like, so, okay, but you did that in the blue and gold. I kissed my boyfriend <laughs> in the blue and gold, mom. So this kind of makes me love Alice and Fred's relationship a little bit because, Aww. like, it was clearly never like a sexual romantic relationship. Like it was just one kiss and like they were friends. And that's and now never they, a thing with adult them. Yeah. Yeah. But, but they've like, they live next door to each other. And Aww. so like, so, so I'm that's sitting here like imagining them sort of as friends still uh, on occasion, like not publicly or anything like in the town of Riverdale or whatever, but just like, them occasionally, like, having a beer together, or, I don't know, I just, I want fun little, like, weird friendship that works, even though it shouldn't, between Alice and Fred. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It is nice. So, everyone is in class. Yes. And the bell rings. Mm -hmm. And Sierra sort of sneakily gets up, and she, like, looks around and goes to the window to open it, and I'm like, shouldn't your teacher still be at the front of the class? Yeah. (laughs) Like, they don't, they don't leave. So I mean, she opens the window and then well, if it was the last class of the day or something, that's true, guess, but she yeah. probably still, or whatever teacher would still be in there. Yeah. And she might have to like lock the door or, yeah. or erasing the blackboard. Yeah. Or like, he might be like, you know, right. doing something. Yeah. That's why I guess they didn't, have, they didn't have computers then. Mm. So he couldn't just sit around like on his phone or whatever. Right. 
So I love this transition where she opens the window and then the lighting changes and yes. it, beca- it goes from day to night. I love that so much. I loved it. And they, the gang sneak in and Alice says, they're the Midnight Club. Oh, I love it. I'm heart. obsessed with it. Um, and because they're all like secretly nerds, like I know Alice thinks she's cool, but she's not. No, yeah, totally. Um, they all decide to go to the drama room and put on costumes. Mm-hmm. That's not a cool person idea. In my, in my <laughs> life, it, it was, but that's because that was my life. Yeah, I mean, but in what world did you think that you were cool? I didn't. So. Pretty bold. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. Yeah. I was deeply uncool, just so we're clear. Clear. Yeah. Hermione, my favorite part of this is, like, everyone's, like, excited and stuff, and, like, they're putting on their cloaks, you know, Fred's got the, the knight costume, and then it just cuts to Hermione finding, like, n- real knives. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you don't have those in a drama. I can speak no. to drama room yeah. costumes. Yeah, and um, there's not real. There's all no, your knives are fake, dude. Yeah, yeah there's no. Ni- but like, she like rubs them together, and I'm like, oh, okay. So you have real knives. Cool. So Interesting. Fun. So we are doing a slow mo walk down the hallway. Yes. And we've got like the two ships, which is Phallus and Fermione. Fred Miney. Fermione. Fred Miney is what it's called in Harry Potter. So I don't know if it's the same or not. Okay. They all, like, kiss because they're all couples. Yeah. Except for Sierra. Except for Sierra and Penelope, who are, I guess, happily single. Or slash Tom isn't there. Well, Tom's not there, and they're just- Oh my gosh! friends, I guess. Yeah, Sierra and Tom have both been playing G&G, and they fully haven't told each other, (laughs) because they think it's a dorky thing to do. Oh my god. They see each other, and they're like, oh. What have you been doing lately? Um. This? Nothing. Nothing, what? (laughs) Okay. Are you ready for my favorite part of this episode? Yes, please. I bet I know what you're going to say. I don't I don't know if you do. Okay. Okay. So everyone hears a sound yeah. and they all hold up their swords and stuff. They're fake ass swords. Uh-huh. Like, oh my God, an intruder. And then they charge around the corner, like still fully like thinking like, ah, we are all like tough guys. We are all going to charge into battle. And I I'm like, I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> what if this had been like a burglar with a gun uh, and they're all standing there like idiots? But anyway, the problem is the other club also had the same idea. <laughs> so they all kind of charge around the corner. What? Is that it? Is that your favorite part of the thing? Yeah. The You're not going to talk about what FP says? No. FP runs around the corner and says, surrender! <laughs> does he really? I he didn't literally even does. hear that. He literally does. <laughs> okay, so like, how do you run around the... These guys are losers. They're I yeah. love them. I would die for every one of these early 90s idiots. They, they really do think they're invincible. So they run into Tom, Marty, Daryl, and Hiram. And Which are just the best names. Yeah. Best like, squad. Actually, you're like, hey, here's an all-dude squad. And I'm like, where are your girls? That's actually yeah. hilarious to me because half of my dad's friend group in high school were named Tom and Marty. <laughs> That's that funny. is the most North Carolina thing yeah. I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so Hiram says they've been playing for a week and they found... The like and the guys in costume already. Yeah, they're in costume already. So like they went harder than anyone else. Yeah, and they found the guy. Well, that makes sense because of like all who they are as people. Yeah, they found the book in the restricted section of the library. Oh um, my gosh, how Harry Potter. Yeah, I was gonna say like libraries don't really have restricted sections. <laughs> um, yeah, especially not, really. not not in high schools. Um, so I'm just gonna pretend that's a Harry Potter reference. Yeah. Okay. So. Everyone gets invited to an Ascension party and they have, like, these gorgeous envelopes and, like, hand-pressed wax seals. Oh, Robin has her hand up. Yes. Um, I think I'm going to answer my own questions, but, like, why do they have to play at the school? Like, play at someone's house. Why do you have to commit, like, breaking and entering? Like, obviously people's houses, like, Mm -hmm. it's a secret, but, like, you're breaking and entering when you could just, like, go to the park or something? Like, I don't know. No, it's more fun to, like, have a place that, like, 
already has a layout that you could like turn into yeah. something magical. Yeah. Then like yeah. your own and multiple basement. rooms. Yeah. What? Uh, yes, you in the front. Yes. Yes. With the hand um, up. Ju- uh, uh, FP wears this crown. He looks like yeah. Um, and I'm not sure why he's doing that because he's supposed to be like just like a uh, what's it called? Um, Deadshot. Like a. He's a sharpshooter. Yes. What? A- Yes, um, uh, um, um. A, a king can be a sharpshooter. Yes, but I mean, like, what's it called when, in the military? Sniper? Yeah. Supposed to be, like, a sniper-type person? Uh-huh. So he doesn't have to be wearing that crown. He just likes it. Yeah. Next question. Did FP commission slash make Jughead's crown hat? Oh my god, Kate. <laughs> I would love if, like, when Juggy was a little baby, mm-hmm. FP, like, even had Alice, because we know Alice can knit, mm-hmm. um, make make Juggy like a little crown baby hat. Yeah. I have emotions. And it just keeps making more. Yeah. Oh. That's so cute. Guys, I have Yes, Robin, so- you in the front? She has a, she has more thoughts. Oh no, Sam can go first. I have something hilarious and dumb to point out about this uh confrontation that they have here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh when Tom Keller comes around the corner, he is holding both a sword and a bow and arrow in the other hand. Like, not you a bow and arrow both. as if you would shoot it, but, like, a bow by the, like, grip, and then an arrow also in the same hand. Like, not, look like... They literally just handed Casey some props. <laughs> they were like, Casey, Casey was like, like... Here, hold these weapons all in your hand at the same time. They were like, Casey, pick one, and he was like, I will pick two. I will, take I will pick two. <laughs> I will be picking two. Yes, you. Um... Here's another reason. It's just another really clunky moment where they say someone's full name right in front of them. Daryl Doily found it. <laughs> Daryl Doily is like, I'm right here. Why don't you just be like, hey, Daryl found it. Or like literally go, he found it. He's right there. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, that's annoying. Continue. Oh, ooh, wait, one more. It's so cute how he's like, relinquish your duties. And Penelope is like, no. Yes. Oh my God. I how love that. How did he immediately know that a Penelope was the game master? I think it's like. I don't know. Because maybe. The way she's dressed, maybe. Yeah. And, like, she probably has, like, the book or something. I can't remember No, she doesn't have the book. She's got no props. Fred kind of holds her back, though. It's really funny. Okay, so back to these wax press seals. Because the Gargoyle King is so extra. He had to learn how to, like, drip and then, like, make his own wax seal. Yeah, great stationery. Yeah, like, he spent some time on YouTube. I mean... But this was pre-YouTube. He had to read a book about this. If he built this whole game, he's already extra because he, like, built the board and, like, the game pieces and all the cards. Like... This True. is his hobby. This is his only hobby. True. That's a weird hobby. Says the girl who makes crafts. Arts and crafts is not a weird hobby. That's the most normal nobby- hobby in the world. Nobby hobby. No, I'm, I'm saying, like, this is also a form of arts and crafts. I don't kill people with my No. Now. Yours is great. I'm just saying. <laughs> Robin looks at me like, that's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying we can't, like... We can't knock the creativity aspect of it. Oh, no, no, no. This is what I'm saying. I'm impressed oh, by okay. the creativity. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm happy about page. it. I kind of wish he had, like, less time on his hands, but I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with yeah. it. Yeah. I just wish it also didn't come with murder. Yeah. So that I could Im- I could really admire the wax Exactly. Work. And the, calligra- the calligraphy. <laughs> anyway, um, so this party is all set up in the classroom. He knows that they like snacks. Yeah, because I'm, like... So, like, you know, like, Penelope is talking about, you know, if if they succeed, they'll ascend to the third level, and, like, blah, 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 and Hermione's like, this isn't much of a party, and I'm like, how dare you? There's snacks right there. That's already <laughs> exactly. a Exactly. I was like, Hermione, what kind of party do you expect? 
Yeah, exactly. I was like, not much of a party. All of you are in the same place playing your favorite game. There's snacks, and you all got a special invitation? Yeah. Deluxe-looking snacks, too. Like, there's cookies and Twizzlers and, like, hard candy and a whole slew of pop. Yep. I have two points. Yes. On the top of your head. <laughs> Little double horns. Um, so, Penelope says that, like, finding the chalices is, like, the actual goal. And that's what it says, like, in the piece of paper. It says, like, the goal is to find the chalices. So, like, they specifically want them to drink the chalice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, when Alice walked in there, it's just like, you did it! And, like, if she was high, like, everybody else, they'd be like, you did it! Oh, my God, I did the thing! Yay, okay, of course I'll do it, because I'm high! Yeah. And this is what I was supposed to do! My second point is, did you mention that they're ascending to the third level? Yes. Okay. Jughead says at the end of the episode, I'm on level three. Yeah. Yeah. How could he be at level three already if they've been playing for like a month? Oh, good point. And oh, also- because Jughead got a head start with Ethel. Yeah, but still, he played like one night. He drank from the chalices. That was what- Oh, Yeah, right, he drank from right. the chalices. That he was the thing that is was supposed on level to. Three. That's what level he is on level three. Oh. Wow. Yeah, true. All right, continue. Okay, they truly have the game mechanics worked out here. Oh my god, I'm impressed. Okay. <laughs> so Hiram pulls out pop rock drugs called fizzle rocks, um, which I actually think is better than jingle jangle in terms of, like, enjoyability. Hmm. And he's like, hey, I got drugs. And then he puts them in his mouth, and then he also drinks it down with pop. And I'm like, isn't that how, like, your stomach explodes? Yeah, also, is all the drugs in Riverdale always candy? I would do drugs if they were like that, probably. Don't say that crap. Actually, just kidding, because edibles exist, and I am not into those. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I'll pass. Um, everyone does them. Everyone does them except for Alice, because she's pregnant. So she, she just, cares. like, she takes them and then just, like, puts them in her pocket. Alice? But she cares about her baby, you know? Yeah. Like, she's being responsible. Alice Cooper has cared about her children since she was 17. Thank you. Yeah, also, Charles, always a buzzkill. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All Charles. So everyone's like, oh my god, let's go play! And Daryl walks up to Penelope and he's like, hey, like, you did a good job setting this up. And Penelope's like, I thought you did it. (laughs) And then no one thinks to question it. Yeah, they just are just like, yeah, guys, no problem. Go ahead. Let's go do some drugs. Yeah. But I really loved Alice's um, line about them being monsters all along. Mm -hmm. Beach. That's some good poetry. Yeah. Which is, like, kind of unfair because I don't think any of them are monsters. Like, they were just playing a dumb game. They're just playing a game. How are they to know that it has... Like, the difference between them playing a game now... Playing the game now when they know what the consequences are. They've seen somebody die. And at this point where they don't know, they just think they're playing a game. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. They just think it's a fun-ass game. Yeah. Um, so, guys, the best gig of all time is about to happen. Uh, um, the Fred Heads are playing. <laughs> for, like, a good four people? Or yeah, what? five people, five. I'll have you know. They played <laughs> They played a gig for their five friends, and that was probably the biggest gig they ever played. Yeah. Somehow no one notices that the kids are in the school, even though the whole sound system is set up. There's oh lights on everywhere. Like, everyone is, like, dancing, but everyone's like, yeah, no, there's no janitors here or anything. I mean, I don't- But also Svensson, question mark? I don't feel like janitors, like, stay overnight. So I mean, true, but like, what time is this that they're having a concert? And like, I feel Midnight. like the, there would be lights on anyway because I think they keep lights on in schools to prevent break-ins. So like the, but did your school have like purple and? I guess they're in the drama room. Okay, I'll let yeah. it go. Um, FP's on drums. Support Alice, him. Alice is on the keyboard. Yeah, a queen. Hermione is on a tambourine that you never hear. Yeah, <laughs> um, but also vocals. Fred is on guitar and vocals, and Sierra is on guitar and vocals. So, like, do they just pass their musical talents down to their kids? Literally. Sierra, like, 
can we get a duet between Sierra and Josie, please? Oh, Wouldn't that oh be I'd so love that. Nice? Yeah. Like, she'd be like, Mom, like, happy birthday. Like, you should come up and sing with me, maybe, or sometime. Yeah. Like, wouldn't that be nice? That would uh, be really nice. I like that a lot. Yeah. Penelope has good dancing skills. Remember to mention that. <laughs> I was just about to, but okay, you, sorry, did, you sorry, did it sorry. for me. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Is Penelope rages about as hard as Robin does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in that she has no rhythm, but she really likes it. I do have she rhythm. Tries- I went to school. Robin has a lot of rhythm. Robin, Robin does have rhythm, but she kind of deliberately dances like yes, an yeah. idiot right. who doesn't have rhythm. Yes, to yeah. be clear, I have rhythm. I just choose not to use it. Ex- yes. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Everyone kind of starts to go a little bit nuts. Yes, Robin. Oh, also, sorry. Sierra married a musician. Mm-hmm. So, like, her singing and Miles' singing, boof, Josie. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. They created the Uber child. <gasps> yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Everybody has a mic except for Cole. Again. Can't friggin' sing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he sure can play those drums. Yeah, he does his best. And Alice can play the piano, which is a new fun thing to know about Alice. Yeah. I love learning new things about Alice. So everyone does start to go nuts. I think the most important thing in this scene is that Daryl does his splits. Yeah, that is the most important. Yeah. For sure. um, I know like a lot of other stuff happens after that, but I just think that Daryl doing the splits is the most important. A hundred percent. Also... At Major Curta, what's up? I want to point out that Hermione and um, Marty Mantle made out because yeah. they're dating it. Bring it back. Bring yeah. it back. I and Fred skateboarding this. down the hallway in his knight's robes was also him. Yeah. Iconic. Whipping that thing around all the time. Yep. Incredible. That's exactly what I would do. what a high schooler would do. Yeah. I love it. A high schooler, anyone. Anyone, anyone in a cape. That's true. Anyone with a cape. Also, there's, like, wrestling, because it's like, hey, what do you do when you're high? I guess wrestle. <laughs> and I Alice get it, is- but high, it's high room wrestling. Of course high room wants oh, to wrestle. Ew, oh, the way okay. Kill me. So Alice goes and barfs. Um, same. This stall Big doesn't mood. have a door, question mark? I guess not. Okay. Um, or maybe easy they access. broke the door during their fight. Mm, easy access. Yeah. So someone has control of the lights of the school, because all of a sudden the lights turn red, and I'm like, how'd you do that? This is a lot of work Mm -hmm. so far. Um, But I guess, I mean, if you're going to go hard or go home. So the lights all turn red and Alice comes out and all she sees at first are the two chalices and the coin. And then she looks around and the bathroom is full of graffiti in like different fonts. Like someone really put a lot of effort into this. Yes. That says flip for your fate. Was that stuff there when she walked in or did it appear? No, I think it was there. I think she just had such a one track mind. Right, because she was puking. So my thoughts about this are, are the, are these words on the wall only visible because of the light change? Oh, Oh, good point. I need to open up Netflix like right now. Because the light flips while she's like, after she vomits. Oh my God, guys, because I Googled Featherhead and then it took me to that weird furry site. Now typing in the word F takes me to (laughs) furaffinity.net. I hate my life. You played yourself. You played yourself. I saw some messed up stuff, guys. I saw some messed up stuff. I told, we both told you not to do that. Yeah, but yeah. I don't have good listening skills. Um, I would also like to point out that right now the Riverdale um, picture, thumbnail is Shoney. Aww. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we don't you even fully see don't it. see like not anything. Yeah, it, it opens on the bathroom stall. But the lights stall. are fully on. And the lights are on. everything changes to red. Everything changes to red. So, like, that's what. But they're not black lights. Like, black lights are, like, bluish purple. See, like, but this is, like, why I feel like it's a deliberate choice. 
Because if whoever the gargoyle king or whatever, if it's if he's watching them play this game, he would know someone went into the room where the chalices are set up and would like offer the final challenge. This is all in the girls' bathroom. Do they specifically want to kill a girl? Or was it in the boys' Maybe. bathroom too? Because if not, Principal Featherhead fully just walked into the girls' bathroom. I have a lot of questions about why Featherhead drank from these cups. Yeah. And it seems like he walked straight in. Like, what kind of dumbass principal walks in and is like, gulp, I guess I'll die. <laughs> I have a lot of questions like, about this too. I, I Unless Alice bailed. And the Gargoyle like, King he, moved it. Moved it. Oh. Into his office or something? But also, like, it still doesn't make sense to me that, like, if he's not playing the game, why would he do that? That's like, a curiosity. Forced. I mean, my thought is that he was forced because uh, clearly all of this garbage is cleaned up the next day and he gets stuffed in a in the closet where Jug- Oh my god, where Jughead ends up living for a while- Oh. oh, for, like, a while, like, by somebody. Oh, jinkies. Holy crap. But, I, I don't this know, it's still, line. I feel like it would have made more sense to me that the kids would have all been this traumatized if it had been some somebody who was playing with them that had drank from the cups and croaked. But it would have had to be somebody random because then they wouldn't have been old enough to have a kid. Who would play them? Yeah, you know? it couldn't be one of the kids. They had to. They all had to get older to have kids. No, I know, but that I'm still saying like it should have been like a random cop. Like there should have been one other person that wasn't like a, a person of parent Dale. Yeah, a red who shirt, was like yeah. playing. Who was playing with uh, Tom and uh, yeah, the rest okay, of them? Yeah. And like it makes more sense if like someone who had been playing the game died and then they were like, oh, shit, any of us could die at any time. Someone's trying to kill us. That'd be too obvious though for like the writers though. Cause we'd see them. We'd be like, that's the only person we don't recognize. Wait, unless Featherhead knew about the game in the first place anyway. And he knew what flip for your, he knew that it was part of the game. So he was like, oh, flip for your fate. Like I know what this means, who but he doesn't know that father? it's poisoned. Was his father playing first edition? Exactly. Like, maybe he knew what Griffins and Gargoyles was, but he still thought, oh my god, they're still playing this dumb game. That's hilarious. I'll flip the thing, drink it, and then go find them. Or what if he flipped it, and then, like, he was like, well, whatever, and walked away, and then he was, like, forced to drink from the cup Yeah, like, what if the- it. Oh, imagine, like, a jump cut of, like, him turning around and walking away, and the Gargoyle gang just, like, steps into the doorway, uh-huh. and is like, oh my drink god. it. Ah! obsessed creepy okay Okay. um anyway so speaking of the chalices though yes um alice is like oh hard pass and she um bails and she runs but then she runs into the gargoyle king which is like totally casual the runes Mm -hmm. so we know that the runes say tgk which stands for the The gargoyle Gargoyle King. king i was looking around to see if we could find see any other runes but it really seems like it's just tgk even on the mirror Right, yeah. It's like T and then G over here and then K over here, right? And then sometimes they're in like a thing. What I thought was interesting actually is there's one point where like they've written the word fate and it goes F-A-T-E, but in between the T and the E, we've got- There's like the black line, right? What? Like they've kind of like combined some of the letters or something? Yeah, it's like F-A-T and then in between the T and the E, we've got like the G rune and the K rune. So it's like T-G-K. But do you remember when there were runes on Dilton's like map or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That said, the Gargoyle King. That's what it said. Yeah. So that's how people have, like, pieces of the actual, um, 
pieces of the alphabet so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, people are trying to actually decode this alphabet. Right. Which I think is really fun puzzle, by the way. Yeah. I think this is, like, okay, this is gonna sound, like, friggin' blasphemous, but this is the kind of fun that, like, Westworld Season 2 should have been. Mm, or agree. even season one, like where it wasn't too convoluted with the timelines. Yeah. Where it's like there's really good Easter eggs and like you ha- you're having a good time, but you don't need them to keep watching the show. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a little bit tea and shade to Westworld. Yeah. And like a, <laughs> just a bit of pink lemonade. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so she bails from the Gargoyle King too. And it's like, you know, did you not question that at all? Anyway. She sees- I mean, I would run away. I would run away too, but I'd be like, hey, I'm gonna talk to someone about that later. Especially because she knows she's not high. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she ch- does she not try to tell them the next she day? She does, but like, no, not the next day. Or yeah, it's like after Featherhead is- the ne- Like the next week when they find dead Featherhead or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Feather dead, if you will. <laughs> you could go now. Or deather, deatherhead. You had it. No, you had it no. at first. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, you killed it. That's all right. Speaking Can't of Featherhead, yeah. he comes he comes in. Yeah. And um Alice says that she knew she should have said something, but she didn't. She was scared and she left. I that's a lot to carry around. Plus, like being Alice, I feel like she frequently gets in trouble. So like she wouldn't want to also yeah. get in trouble for this. Yeah. yeah. Plus, she's like pregnant. She's just seen a lot of really scary things. Who knows if she's hallucinating? She's like, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. So the next day she like goes and she's like intending to do the right thing. Yeah. She can't find anyone. She goes into the office. She's looking for a featherhead. He's not there. So, yes. like, I love that she's like, okay, I'm gonna, I need to go tell everyone everything that happened. We need to figure this out. But he's not there. So, right. she, yes, what? Um, I was just like, she's like, oh, what if they got arrested? And it's just like, if they got arrested, like, how dope of them not to rat her out? Like, everyone's here but true. Alice. And they're like, yeah, it's just us. You know, like, that's like dope friends. That's she, true. That's, she thought that's they true. Were. But also, Miss Bell is still there. Miss Bell is the lady that she's talking to. Mm-hmm. And Miss Bell is the lady that they went to see in 209 when they said, Have you seen Svenson? Svenson, right? She's right, much right. younger now, oh, obviously. Yeah. But it's the same lady. That is really cool. Yeah. Um, Alice runs into Hermione, so I guess they weren't all missing. Alice just has bad observational skills. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I have another question. Uh-huh. If, because she's like, oh, Alice, do you want to see the nurse? And she's like, no, because she's super pregnant, and then her secret would be out, right? So she's like, I do not want to see the nurse. Exactly. I, um, I also think that FP and Fred were probably not there. Yeah. Because I feel like Fred would have stayed out. I mean, yeah. FP would have stayed out with Fred. Yeah. yeah. With his dad being, you know, dead. Exactly. Well, yeah, speaking of, like, I think this is interesting, is Alice says to Hermione, I have a bad feeling. Yeah. And Hermione's like, well, you were kind of right because FP was supposed to tell her. I don't yeah. know why FP yeah. didn't. I guess maybe he couldn't well, find her. yeah. Didn't want to text her or whatever. I guess, oh my God, he couldn't yeah. text her. I was like, why didn't he, he text her? Oh my God. <laughs> no, he either, he either, my headcanon is he either stayed with Fred to like help him and just never got around yeah, to forgot. it. Yeah, forgot. Or like couldn't reach... Or if she was calling everybody, her line would have been busy. Right. And he would have been able to call her. Yeah. Well, call waiting. In 1990? They had call waiting in the 90s, babe. Mm, Question mark. Anyway, um, Fred's dad is dead. (laughs) That's it. That's all I got for you. He died during the- Grandpa Artie, question mark, was his name, I believe. It wasn't? I think so. Oh, that that sounds right. Oh, okay. I don't um, know. It could be. It could have been Mary's dad, but I'm pretty sure that Grandpa Artie. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, Fred found him when he got home, which is kind of super horrific because so he was probably still high. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he was, he, Fred's like an only child as far as we know. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, uncle. Sorry, continue. I'm looking up. I have to look up a thing. Alice is not showing yet, which I just want to note. It's still annoying me. It's It's been like another month. So she's probably at least I three mean, to four months and she's still wearing crop tops. I've got it. But she's also wearing high-waisted jeans. That's yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. You can get a lot away with a lot in a high-waisted jean. So, says the girl who wears only high-waisted jeans. In 201, Fred is having that vision of when Archie's going to take over Andrew's construction. Mm -hmm. And it's too soon. You can't change your mind now, Dad. They're waiting for you. Who's waiting? Uncle Oscar, Grandpa Artie. So his, he might have a brother named Oscar. Or that's Mary's brother. Or it could be, yeah. could be Mary's brother. Grandpa Artie, I'm a, I'm thinking, what are you talking about, son? They're dead. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, um, continue. Definitely Grandpa Artie then. Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So a couple days later, they're all at Pops and they all have milkshakes and no one's drinking the milkshakes. I would have loved to see Pop. Yeah, no one ever drinks a milkshake. I would have loved to Young see Pop. Young Pop. Oh, that yeah. really cute. Or Pop's mom, who he talked about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That would have been really cute. Um, milkshake symbolism. Yes. Penelope and Fred have strawberry. Um, because they're redheads. Well, oh, wait, Fred isn't. Never mind, sorry. <laughs> you tried, though. I thought he was Archie. Continue. Yep. FP and Hermione <laughs> have chocolate, and Alice and Sierra have vanilla. Yeah. I don't know if this means anything. I just enjoy that there were two of each. That was our season one thing. Yeah. Yes. Well, because I was right about Polly. Yeah. So Fred says, like, everyone's like, you know, like, Fred, it's okay. It's not your fault. And he's like, he died alone because Fred was high and playing the game with those idiots. He's like, he's right, but also he's wrong. But, like, that's also the only time that Fred really lashes out at anybody. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't do that very often. Yeah, that's true. Penelope says that between this and Featherhead, everyone is, like, on edge. Mm Mm-hmm. And Alice decides, okay, now is the time to talk about this. Like, after Fred's dad's funeral. Yeah. She saw Featherhead that night. Did anyone else see him? Mm-hmm. And they're like, um, no. Should we tell someone? And Penelope's like, snitches get stitches. So, <laughs> did he go straight Inter- to the bathroom? My big question is, did he know where he was going? I don't think so. You know, my next question is, did, is Penelope using behavior that she has learned at Thistle House? Yes. Yes. I think so. Okay. Yeah, so she just gets stitches for sure. Yeah. But, like, with the grabbing, too. Yeah, like, yeah. she's very aggressive about it. Like, you didn't see anything. Yeah. And Alice is like, yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. I was yes, there. Yes, I did. No one I was there. Uh, and I wasn't high. But she also, like, her self-preservation instincts are really, really good. Because she comes up with it immediately. She's like, well, we were all high and trespassing. So, like, what are you guys going to do if you go tell someone? No one ever brings up. They're like, oh, Alice, I thought you had some. Why are you telling us you're not? Like, they they could fully think she's lying. Well, they do later. Like, they yeah. accuse her of a lot of stuff. Yeah. Even FP, which was very disappointing. See, the way they all turn on her in a little bit is, like, very... It fully explains, like, Alice's whole attitude towards everyone else in season one. Yep. Which is, like, they immediately turned on her. Like, totally. These yep. have become her only friends that she'd ever had, like, for the last three months or whatever. And then they all suddenly are, like all right, forget you. And it's like, all right, loyalty is dead. Exactly. So these people all hate me and it formed like who she became. Yeah. Okay. So everyone in the school has their theories. Yeah. And the minute I heard flies buzzing, I was like, mm. yep, me I was too. Like, oh girl, he did. Me too. So he falls out of the maintenance closet that 
jug he was sleeping in. Yeah. And everyone's like, gross. Ew. My first thought was, is that Svensson? But I think Svensson was like still a kid potentially at the sisters or, or maybe his family hadn't died yet. Maybe not. Actually, he was probably at the sisters. Yeah, he was Svensson probably, was at, the probably at the sisters at this point. Sorry. The thing of note here is like the, the wall has been graffitied too. And I'm like, but that was a really nice wood. It says TGK. Yeah. Like that was a nice wood. So why did you do that? That wasn't nice. Anyway, he has blue lips and he's heckin' dead. Heckin' dead. He's heckin' dead. So Alice is like, holy crap. And then we lead to, she's like, what did you guys do to him? And they're like, maybe it was you. Because, uh-huh. like, we didn't see the Gargoyle King. And you did. And even FP thinks Alice might have done something. And I'm upset about it. he talks it. like Shakespeare because he's a dork. Yeah. But Fred doesn't say anything. Alice wants to go to the cops. And she's like, Fred, back me up. But Fred doesn't really... She's not, he's not really there for there. No. Yeah. And it's like, he's just checked the f- out. Yeah. Yeah. He's still out of it. He's involved in like this murder plot and his dad's dead. Penelope says no. And Alice is like, okay, well maybe you did it with the chalices and she could have poisoned them when she set up the quest. Yeah. But neither of them set up the quest. I also kind of like how this sets up like Alice being that person who's like, we do it because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Mm. Because like when she's a teenager, like that's her genuine intention is to do the right thing. Yeah, she yeah. wants to go and to the like, cops. And, like, she still uses that, like, as who she is today. Exactly. But it just became a little twisted because of, like, the life that she led. Yep. You know? And, like, Love it. on top of that, she also figures out, like, someone was trying to kill one of us. Yeah. And it, it, it yeah. one of us was trying to kill another one of us. You guys just all accused me of murder. And now we're, like, we have to pretend that none of this happened and let a man die and never find his captor. Because, like, after Alice figures out that someone's trying to kill one of them, no one really goes, like, hey, we should go to the cops. Like, the first thing that Sierra says is, we should get rid of the game. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you should go to the police. Yeah. Let them figure out which one of you is a murderer. But they don't. That's another thing that their children are, like, getting from them is they're like, no, let's figure it out. But the difference is that they were like, nope, we're just gonna not. And then their kids are like, let, we gotta figure out what the mystery is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Sierra decides they have to destroy the game. Yeah. FP says they only have to destroy the manuals and scatter the pieces. Um, he was wrong. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why he thought that was correct, but yeah. go off, I guess. Um, I mean, it makes sense. Okay, but this is really funny. Sierra says, I'll handle the dice. I think that's, like, the least of the game's problems is the dice. She's like, I have a Monopoly <laughs> board at home. I'll just put it in there. I was like, the, no. the, the dice probably aren't enchanted, but go off. Mm-hmm. Guys, I have thoughts about who decides to get rid of what pieces Ooh. and like metaphors yes, okay. tell me beach okay so sierra says i'll get rid of the dice and then alice explains like where each of these pieces are like and how they got rid of them and yeah um so alice says those are abandoned in a monopoly box sierra was mayor and like in charge of like quartering off pieces of the town Ooh. to everybody for, like, the last two seasons. Also funny that they don't use a new name for Monopoly. <laughs> yeah. They- right. Yeah. Why didn't they change that? Tuopoly. So then Hermione gets rid of the chalices, which end up in a trophy case. Oh! Which is what Hermione has basically been a trophy wife her whole life. Beach! Okay. Penelope gets rid of the library manual, which ends up in Sweetwater, Sweetwater River, River, which is where they found her dead son. Yeah. Oh my god. That was the one that I picked up on, but I didn't think about anything else. And then Alice decides to burn the last one, and she burned all the bridges to her past. 
And she so. and FP burned it again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they all nice. make a spit pact. Nice. Ew. Gross. I, Why would I you? Wanna, ew. I mean, it's less, I mean, it's still gross, but, like, it's a little more hygienic than if they had all, like, done a blood oath. That's true. Well, that's true, but I, I guess. Archie and Hiram. I think, I think a blood oath would have been cooler, but, yeah. No, like, with done, pregnant Alice. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. Spit pack makes more sense. So they're never going to speak of the game again, and they're going to take it to the grave. And they say to the grave one more time. Little bit worried. To well, the Tom grave. Well, Tom Keller, like, Tom is just like, hey, we promise never Girl, to talk about this again. Yep. Someone's going to die. Someone's going to die. And now, now that you've pointed out that Tom and Sierra were Romeo and Juliet, yeah. I'm, like, concerned for them. Oh, boy. To the death. To the grave. Oh, like, I don't like that. Yikes. Yeah, I'm, like, really scared about it because, like, they're tertiary characters, so Riverdale could... I want them Kill to them be all. happy. They're not gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and boys. like, didn't didn't Romeo and Juliet like literally drink poison? One did, and then one stabbed themselves. So Juliet oh, okay. drank like fake poison, so it like seem like she was yeah. dead. Yeah. So they like put her in a graveyard. Yeah. Then yeah. Romeo drank actual poison, and then Juliet woke up and she was like, "Oh my god, Romeo's dead right in front of me!" And then stabbed herself. Yeah. That's exactly. Okay. Yep. Um, so everyone decides to go their separate ways. Yes. Fred sells his guitar and joins Andrew's construction, Dude. which sets the rest of his life. Dude. Yes. The lyrics, welcome to your life, there's no turning back. Yeah. Perfect. And Incredibly hurtful. curated. Really hurtful. Yeah, yeah. Hermione gets together with Hiram and gets some illegal pearls. Like he does. Just sacrificed all her morals for stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tom and Sierra break up and Tom says that he'll wait for her. Break my heart, why don't you? Like, they're like, maybe when we're older. And it's like, he did wait for her. I mean, like, you know, they both, like, fully got married. But, like, you know, they got around to it. Yeah, yeah. But they're still in love. Yeah. yeah. (gasps) And then Penelope pledges herself to the Blossoms and hugs Clifford. And once again, this actor who plays Clifford slash Jason does not (laughs) speak. Never says a word. (laughs) If he had spoken, I would have been pissed, honestly. Yeah, he can't ever speak now. He cannot ever speak. If he ever no. spoke, I would feel so betrayed. The silence must be maintained. I don't but know. But if he was playing, if he was playing Clifford, I would be fine if he spoke. Right. No. Or not Clifford. Um, Claudius. If he was oh. playing Claudius, I'd be like, oh, okay, you could talk. No, I don't want to hear. Him talk. Okay, okay, okay. I don't okay, know. Okay. I don't want to okay. hear him talk. It's like I don't want to know what his voice sounds like. That makes him so creepy. <laughs> oh, she also says that she wants to live in Thornhill forever, forever, and she because does the until outside he dies, world is so scary until he dies, and then she doesn't live in Thornhill anymore. Ugh, creepy. Uh, where was I? Uh, now we were on FP. Ah! FP joins the Serpents and I'm guessing takes his first drink of beer? First-ish? Yeah. Like, obviously he's had, he's done drugs before, but... Yeah. But, like, his first one where he's just like, okay, I can see why people use this as, as, like, a, as, like, a coping mechanism. It seemed like he was, like, resigned. And he also puts on his jacket. With the yeah. S logo, which I, we talked about earlier. But, but I love that it's it's a new jacket. Like, when he puts it on, it's not worn in the way FP's is. Right. Like, it's brand new. Does, yeah. I believe Fred knew that he joined the Serpents, right? Like, in season one, he knew. Like, the kids yeah. were the ones who didn't know. It was yeah, Fred yeah, yeah. Knew, it was right? Fred knew. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was going to say, because that doesn't really match up, but we're good. And then Alice hangs up her Serpent jacket, and she is dressed in all pink with little chains, and she asks Hal out. And I'm like, how... Out of the blue. Ew. Hello, Hal. You're literally a serial killer. Your family's serial killers. I'm marrying you. 
she she married Hal thinking he was like the pinnacle of masculinity, pinnacle of being a good parent. Dude's been groomed to be a serial killer his whole freaking life. Ugh. And but she's feeling her stomach. Did you notice that? Yep. When she's gonna go. Yeah. Ugh. I was like, oh boy. She needs a better father figure. That's who she's thinking. That's exactly what she's thinking of when she talks to Hal. Yeah, she's not actually it, into it. Hal at yeah. all. She's fully just trying to protect her kid. And secure a future like, for herself in the North Side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, which is like... She yeah. and FP have now completely come full circle and switched places. Yeah. Ugh, Ooh, my heart. Sorry, can I... I have another... Yeah. Thing. Like we said before, if this is Betty's memory... I like that, obviously, you know, she doesn't have any brothers, and it couldn't be, like, Hart who played Hal, because he's not Hart's, mm-hmm. like, Hart isn't his son, but, like, I like that it's just, like, some random guy that we don't know, Yeah, because if it's Betty's memory, she would have seen pictures of her father as a teenager. I've seen pictures of my dad as a kid, as a teenager, so she knows what yeah. he looked like. Oh, <laughs> so I got like, you. You know? I don't know. I don't know what my dad looked like as a teenager. You don't? I haven't seen my dad in like six oh, right. years. How would I, I know these things? I, thought, I forgot what we were talking about. I know that he was a redhead <gasps> with <Awesome>. freckles. <laughs> um, but I've mostly only ever seen him in pictures of he and my mom vacationing in Hawaii because they spent most of their 20s in Hawaii because they were spoiled. Um, wearing like, oh, you know what? I forgot. I've seen one picture of my dad in his teens and it is framed in my school and he is in short shorts. The Ram. <laughs> and it's very embarrassing. The Ram. Actually, I think he was wrestling. Ew. My mom used to perm her hair all the time. Oh, mine oh too. Gosh. So tragic. My mom, <laughs> she's fully listening to this. Hi, mom. And she she had, like, big, big curly, like, hair that kind of looked like maybe a little cocker spaniel A perm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Perms were all the rage. Yeah. Yeah. Whether that was good or not. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so back in the present. Betty wants to know what? Sorry. The point where she's talking about how they're all, like, separate and stuff, and they're all walking down the hallway but being, like, separate from each other. Penelope has this moment where she, like, looks at Sierra and is just, like, disappointed in herself. She's like, like, what did I ever see in her or whatever? And also she has, like, the gloves on. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, she, like, fully changes, like, her look. I'm just confused why she has the gloves on in the first place. Yeah. She doesn't need the gloves for another couple years. Oh, yeah, you're right. Propriety sake. Feel fancy. Mm-hmm. Luxury. Okay, so Betty wants <laughs> to know who poisoned the cups. Yeah. Alice says she doesn't know that Featherhead's death was ruled suicide under suspicious circumstances. Which I would say also Ben and is also Dilton. Totally. Like, did Daryl Doily not see? Like, could he not see after being so far into the game himself? That his son was doing the exact same thing? Could he not see how, like... had his own freaking bunker. That, I guess that's true, but he's like, like, why isn't my son here? Why isn't my son here at night? Because I was never there. I was never at home at night. Because I was always Wait, at school. Maybe right? he's dead. Dilton, Dilton's dad? Yeah. Maybe he was one of the Radiant Knights. Because, like... And that's why that We was don't see his parents at all. No. Just Ben's mom. And the reason hmm. why, like, I think, I'm trying to figure out why they would include Daryl Doily here. It's either because, like, oh, obviously, because Dilton was so far into the mm-hmm. game that Daryl is also here. But then you'd but have he- a Ben parent. Exactly. But, so, even though we've seen Ben's mom. Wait, why? No, they wouldn't have a, it just makes, 
They don't need a Ben parent because they don't have an Ethel parent either. But they should. That's true. Well, but that's another thing is that Daryl must be there for a reason. Ben and Ethel are just people that Dilton got into. Yeah. I think Daryl has to be there because he was the game master. Because Dilton right. was the game master. Gotcha. Dilton got everyone else in. Mm-hmm. Okay. They all never talked any ab- about any of it again because one of them was a murderer. And I'm like, shouldn't y'all still be concerned that one of you is still a murderer? I know. They're like, oh my gosh, one of, one of us is still a murderer. They're like, oh my god, it's the Black Hood. Ah, it was Hal who didn't even play. Oh my god. You know what? I still don't think it's one of them. No, I, don't, I don't Oh, think I don't so think so either. either. Unless it's Daryl. It's Unless it's Daryl. Yeah. 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 And in which case- like, That's the how, only one I suspect. How are more than one people in like your graduating class um, a serial killer? The magic- The <laughs> magic- and the horror of Riverdale. Yeah. That town is cursed. Betty wants to know how Featherhead, like, how they, the Gargoyle King knew that Featherhead would come. Mm-hmm. And they then they kind of just, like, retread the same point again, which yeah. is they didn't, one of them was trying to kill the others. And I'm like, you've already said this twice. So that makes me think it's not true. Yeah. Featherhead was collateral damage. And I'm like, okay, we get it. Yeah. Third time you've made this point. Yeah. Um, Betty says she has to get to the bottom of this. And Alice says the deeper Betty gets, the more at risk she's going to become. Yeah. It's like, well, no sh- Yeah. The game <laughs> gives people permission to hurt or kill themselves, their enemies, or their friends. Mm-hmm. So who's Betty's enemy? Um, good question. Who's Jughead's enemy? <laughs> Ethel Evernever. Jughead's enemy is Malachi. <gasps> okay. The Evernevers, though. The Evernevers and the Ghoulies. Okay, this is, is going to be interesting. Yeah. Ben, Dilton, and Ethel all willingly drank the fresh aid. So, was it murder or was it suicide? Alice says, in the end, it's just death. And I'm like, no, it's kind of important. You, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, I mean, Jughead also did it. Exactly. But, I mean, so they like, don't know that yet. But- did Ethel prepare it, or... That's what I want to know. Like... Who prepared it? Who... Because... Who prepares it Exactly, time? and the thing is that, like, clearly, Dilton wasn't using the chalices that they used before. So did they get a new version of the game, or are the chalices... Like, when did... Did they have the chalices before, Does or the, the chalices the guidebook supplied? say second edition or third edition? On which? The guidebook for the, the, one kids, the kids are using. I, kids I haven't looked. The we only should time look that to we see saw, which edition the game is. The only time that we saw the edition was on the box. Hold on, I'll look and see if I can tell at the beginning. I don't know if it says on the actual manual if it has it's an It's probably edition somewhere on. in that bunker. Yeah. That we box. should like go over the bunker things again. Okay. Um, because if it's third edition, that means the Gargoyle King has remade everything. Oh, snap. Yeah. yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And the also the rune Hi. on the bottom is a K. When Betty gets it. KK. KK. Kevin Keller. <gasps> I don't know. <laughs> it still says second edition. Okay. Okay. Um, Because I I just went to the very beginning of the episode where they pull it out of a locker. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay. It still says second edition on the manual. Okay, okay. So the Gargoyle King must have made new chalices then, I guess. I guess so. Okay. Unless TGK. What if there's... There must be three versions of the game. Mm-hmm. The chalice is for the K, and that version went missing, so there's two other ones still. Maybe. A T and a G. Wait, what? A T and a G. Maybe. Like, different sets of chalices. Could be. Hmm. Well, okay. Alice makes, like, she wants Betty to promise that she won't investigate, but, like, it's Betty. She's yeah. gonna investigate. Yeah. yeah. And I like, I like that Betty's honest yeah. and says that she is gonna do that. And Alice yeah. understands. Like, I feel like Alice asking Betty not to investigate was Alice, like, that was the last dish attempt knowing that she was gonna say no. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then they reached a compromise. Exactly, because which, Betty's like, well, like, yeah. people are dying. Mm-hmm. And everyone's playing it, so what else can she possibly do? Like, she saw the Gargoyle King, too. And I think that's the thing that really, like, hammers home to Alice. Like, yeah. we have to solve this mystery. Yeah. I really like the framing of this episode in general and, like, this conversation at the end. Just because I like Betty and Alice's relationship and how far it's come from season one. Mm-hmm. Much more trust. So, like, this feels like a positive turning point for yep. both of them. Betty says, what is the same person from the Midnight Club? They can't be scared and they can't be silent. So she promises that she won't play the game. Yeah. She's gonna break yeah. that promise. Yeah. Do you think she will, or... Oh, yeah. Oh, that's why... It's gonna be a big episode moment where Betty sits down and plays the game. Well, is J- if Jughead's doing it, is she gonna feel like she still has to if Jughead's doing it? Yeah, for sure. I think okay. she... It, she's like, in order to understand the game, I must play the game. Okay. I fully believe that. Okay. So, at school, Betty goes looking for proof of Alice's story. In these ugly bell-bottom overalls. I am not about this whole look. I loved this outfit. What are you guys talking about? I hate... Bell bottoms. I hate flared no. jeans. Unless you and Alice like, is wearing them in that? episode stills for like the next episode too, and I'm really mad about it. You. They're wearing the but like mother daughter outfits, I guess. Oh, now I want to go look at episode stills. Also, big fan of her rainbow shirt. Yeah, it's really cute. Thanks. She goes to find proof. Um, she finds the graffiti with their names, but like Alice is such a little dick that she only carved the core four's initials in. No, you could see you could see more. No, she just didn't go all the way. The camera just didn't show them all. Well, I just want to pretend that. Yeah. Like, also, I saw HG and I was like, Hermione Granger. <laughs> Hermione Granger. <laughs> so I was like, have right. Um, she finds the chalices where Hermione left them. Yeah, those are murder evidence. I have an admission to make. Mm-hmm. The first time I watched the episode, I was like, you know, live tweeting and like watching it at the same time, and uh, I missed. Alice explaining where all the pieces went. So I didn't understand how Betty found the chalices. Mm. And then I was like, oh, are we going to test these for DNA? But now I get that she was, like, testing Alice's theory. Oh, gotcha. Or Alice's story. But I also love Betty's smile when she sees the names carved into the windowsill. Because it just, like, that makes me happy that, like... Mm-hmm. Alice really enjoyed this friend group, and then Betty, like, was happy for her, this, like, brief unity in her mom's life. I don't know, I liked it. Yeah. And that she ended up making, the, she wound up making those same friends. Yeah. And that it was still there. Like, I don't know, it's just cool. But yeah, I'm still kind of stuck on the fact that she's, like, got her hands on these chalices, and I'm like, there could be fingerprints on those. Yep. Like, no one's touched them. Except there could be fingerprints on them, DNA, it. maybe yeah. if no one's cleaned it, so, I don't know. Yeah, how did you get the chalices back after Feather? Like, where were they put? Where was all that? Like, uh, if all that was cleaned well, up, yeah, how did they? Get how it? did you find them again? Yeah, how they? did they have the chalices? Yeah, unless the Gargoyle King took the body but left the chalices, so they just kind of cleaned up parts of the game that they found. Oh, yeah, but maybe. what about all the garbage on the walls? They were high. They wouldn't have thought, thought anything of it. They probably no, would have I just mean, cleaned like, it up and thought someone else in the, did it in the, in the morning. Yeah, but I'm guessing the kids cleaned it up. Oh, the kids cleaned it up. No, that's why I think that it's only visible with the red light. Oh, right. But there, it was on the mirror, babe. I know, but like even then you could use something that's only visible with a specific light. But it was lipstick. You can very clearly see it was lipstick, just like Sierra's. Or paint. <sighs> could have been clear paint. It's not paint. It, it's so obviously is lipstick. You can, oh, I thought it was blood. Anyway, I'm going to stick to my theory. Okay. okay. Anyway, so Betty goes into the bunker. Protection talismans are still there. Yes, they are. Gathered in the bunker are Jughead, Sweet Pea, Fangs, and Shoney. Why are Shoney playing that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So just have your moment. 
I'm just excited to see him. <laughs> she saw their names in the credits and she spent the entire episode waiting to see Sweet Pea and Fangs. I know, I thought that their parents would be in it. Oh well. Pure. But Fangs looks into it, dude. Like, he's like the one that's like crunched over and everything and when Betty comes in, he's like this for it. He's like this, he's just like... <laughs> what happens if Sweet Pea and Fangs end up being red shirts in the Gargoyle Kings? I game? will riot. <laughs> Fangs already got hurt in one riot. He doesn't need to get hurt in another one. It's not gonna be good. It's going to be really upsetting. If oh. they try and kill off Fangs twice for funsies, they're like, oh yeah, Fangs is dead. Actually, he's not dead. If they did that again, they're like, actually, Fangs is actually dead now. I'd be like, what the heck? <laughs> you, would, you would be so mad. I'd be, of course. Oh, uh, uh, anyway, okay, um, Jughead is level three and he's going to get to ascend and meet the king and then the camera goes all tilty and then boom. Up. He crazy pants. Yep. He crazy pants. Yeah, he's nuts. He looks very unstable. He crazy pants. I'm saying this to my cat who is in my lap. Okay, segment time? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now it's time for segments. My first segment is called a sexual jughead question mark, question mark, question mark. And the answer is yes, always yes. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and my segment is uh it's like which MILF was the most baddest this episode? Alice, obviously. Duh. Obviously. obviously. Um, uh, did the snake parents acknowledge their obvious history? Um, Alice sure freaking did. Yeah, I would say the, yes. um, the conception of their child um, yeah. and then them being together and stuff. Many yeah. history was acknowledged. Yeah. For sure. Um, big And yes. now for best line award. Uh, <laughs> my best line award goes to Penelope and Alice for hall passes, ladies. <clears throat> oh, what's up your ass, Penelope? And mine goes to Fred and Alice for Dude, can you not? Dude. Can you bite me? <laughs> <laughs> and mine goes to Alice for... I was as tough as nails, but around FP, silly putty. <laughs> Betty's reaction. Ugh, <laughs> Shout out to Alice for getting all three favorite line awards. Oh, we love a sassy queen. queen. Trailer reaction, trailer reaction. Oh, yeah. Oh, snap. I haven't watched the extended one. Neither me neither. I. I love learning. Three... Okay. Two, one, play. The more I play, the more I see the patterns. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah. in the background. Are you comfortable? No, oh, I don't want more Archie crap. I don't, I don't like the prison storyline at all. I don't care about it. This is not a game. Ooh, Betty Ooh, the Surfer Jacket. Outrunning the darkness. Oh my god, Joaquin. Archie. Veronica's wig looks stupid. Riverdale. Monica Posh. Um, so... Did they reuse footage of Cheryl shooting a bow and arrow? Or is that new okay, footage okay. So of Cheryl shooting at the beginning, a bow and arrow? Jughead's in the bunker. He's saying that he really loves the game. But of course, but nobody else is there. It's like just them two now, I guess. But Betty's in the same outfit, so I don't know. Um, He's going in. Okay, so clearly something is happening. Ew, Archie is tied down. Yeah, yeah. It's gross. Something is happening in the like mouth of the bunker. And SPF and Shoney are there. Yeah. But I don't know. Does it have something to do with Betty? SPF. Yeah, I think it's probably she. She probably yeah, opened SPF. the top of the bunker to climb down. Okay. I love that. Is that I know, right? That's so cute. I just came up with that last episode. Okay, Gargoyle King in the thing. Betty leaving the bunker. I wonder if this is the moment that was before. Yeah. When she's like leaving, right? Uh, yeah. Archie's creepily tied down, and he's like, "Oh, are you comfortable?" And Archie's like, "Obviously not. Not, not really. Obviously no. not." This warden is getting, um... Is Betty gonna steal a car? Predatory? <gasps> they are in the shallow end! I was right, they yep. are in the shallow end. Okay. Oh, it's interesting how there's, like, crosses inside of the pool. That's creepy. 
unless that's always a thing. No, it's it's swimmers lanes. Oh duh. Yeah. But then why does it have like the the T part? Do they always do that? The starting line, I guess. Oh okay. Or like to, so in, having, to indicate like, to swimmers like that you're almost at the end. They're having dinner. You know what this reminds me of? Do you remember at the beginning of season three of Lost when Ben Linus is like, hey, yep. have breakfast with me. Yup. This is what this reminds me of. He, she, he like gives her a dress to wear and everything. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, Archie is like feeling not good. Jughead's trying to write with his typewriter, but it's going poorly. Archie's running plus Joaquin plus baby teeth, Peter and, and Thumper. I don't know. Betty's also running. She has her serpent jacket on there's some science going on question mark i'm trying to see what it is they're burning it looks like it's kevin josie and reggie i'm guessing yeah they're just they're holding something to the flame yeah if it's like the pop rocks thing and then someone touching a map obviously jughead on a motorcycle joaquin kissing archie oh joaquin making archie interesting Thank you so much. I told, I literally said the only way I could find Archie Andrews interesting was which, if he was bisexual. So I'm kind of hoping that this is a consensual kiss. Yeah. If it's not, I'm going to be pissed. Why is Monica Posh in like some sort of creepy part? Is she like, <gasps> Monica Posh has paid for a ticket to go to the, one of the fights. <gasps> <gasps> Monica Posh is here betting oh at, God. at the fights. That's what she's doing. 100%. I love it. 100% that's what she's doing. I love it. Timer... No, 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 this is different. This isn't the same, her, um, this isn't the same one. She's in two different stupid outfits. Oh, she's, oh, because, you know what? This is them just hanging out at the trailer park. She's probably practicing. Because SPF, last time that they did this in, like, 301 or whatever, SPF was in the truck. Yeah, I think they're just, like, practicing hanging out. Okay, cool. Or she's shooting something. Oh, yeah, they are in the trailer park. Or, like, somebody could show up at the trailer park and she's like, get the hell out. Yeah. Guys, that purple that, dress does not go with Monica Posh's hair. That wig all. is not it's, good. The wig is so bad. It's it's I don't bad. think she so even bothered with a lace front, and I'm really mad about it. You guys, I'm like so weirded out by this because how could Monica Posh get through so much of this like stuff? How is she talking to Archie? Is it because like she's like paid to like talk to him? Yeah, I think she the- won. She placed bets on him and won. And she paid for time. What do you okay. get to do? Like make out with the prisoner now? Like what? when this when this gets back to Hiram, he's gonna be so mad at Warden Norton. He's gonna be like, "Are you serious? I told you she couldn't come, and you didn't even look at her picture." <laughs> okay, but like he was like, "Yeah, it was her. I just I didn't recognize Monica her. She had, blonde, she had blonde hair." Get <laughs> it. So this this episode being called the Great Escape is this like Archie's? Is she breaking Archie out right now? Uh, I'm gonna say yes. It's gotta, because they can't have Archie in there the whole time. If they get Archie out and they leave Joaquin in there, I'm gonna be real mad. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna be mad about that, too. That's gonna be messed up. Okay. Outro time? Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Please, if you are so inclined, review us on iTunes. We like those. And we also have a survey. Uh, It's just perpetually open. It's in the description. And, um... Yeah, it's super easy to fill out. Yeah. If you're a fan of Sabrina, we are planning on talking about that show. We haven't quite figured out the format yet, but we're working on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show too. We talked about all of season four, all of season five. We'll be talking about season six, and we'll also be at Unity Days again this January. Hell yeah. If you're a fan of Lost, we like to talk about that show too. Um, so we've covered season one, and we're in the middle of season two right now. Yeah. 
and we have guests over there. So if you're interested, uh, hit us up. Yeah. Uh, if you're a fan of Stranger Things, that podcast is coming in 2019. So follow us on Twitter and stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. You can follow the Fictionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Rebel, YouTube, but mostly Twitter. Mostly Twitter. Um, but we definitely post now a lot on Tumblr, occasionally on Instagram. So please. Uh, our Patreon is patreon.com slash theafficionados. If you like what we do here, please consider donating because it's expensive. Yeah. And if you become a patron of $1 a month or more uh, before November 16th, we send out a uh, postcard every year on uh, or around our anniversary of becoming a network. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you become a patron, you get a nice postcard. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. So November 16th is your cutoff there. Sam, you received a postcard last year. What are your thoughts? Um, I loved it. It makes me feel special. It's uh, also <laughs> up on my board full of postcards and movie tickets and pens and press passes and things. There. So if you want something to bring you joy. Well, that's yeah. adorable. There you go. <laughs> okay, so you can follow me on Twitter at Appertania, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey, that's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, pretty much everywhere. Sam, thank you so much for joining us this episode. Thanks, babe. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, we are so glad to have you. Um, You contributed lots. I... Yeah, wow. <laughs> this was probably one of our best pods. Oh, oh fully. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, thanks, you guys. I just... uh. Oh. I'm shocked by how much I enjoy this ridiculous, stupid show. I know. (laughs) Um, It's just so much fun. Do you want to give your Twitter again or where, wherever you want to follow you? You can find me on Twitter at Sam KCC, which is, uh, S A M C A S E Y C. And, um, I write articles for telltale TV, which you can also check out, which, uh, is on Twitter at telltale TV with an underscore at the end. Everybody's got underscores. <laughs> Underscore it up. You can join us for our next episode, which is episode 305, The Great Escape. Which, in addition to being a Gwen Stefani song. Sweet Escape. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, wow, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Great Escape is a 1963 American World War II epic film that depicts an escape by British Commonwealth prisoners of war from a German prisoner of war camp. Jesus. Yeah, that sounds heavy. 1963 was the year my mom was born. My mom was born in 1965. My mom was born in 1971. All right, well, I think we're done talking to you now. (laughs) Mom age shaming. My mom is as old as Doctor Who. (laughs) My mom's gonna be like, what the heck? You talked about, you said I had, you said I had Cocker Spaniel hair and you told everyone what I had. (laughs) Aw. Denise, I'm sorry that your child is garbage. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye.